And we are live. Scotty, are you with me? I'm here. Hang on, let's get, your, let's get your audio up. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. We are live from the 6030 Hotel today. It is Saturday, the 30th of April, and I'm sure this is going to be a crazy dig. Um, We've got lots of punters here, we've got lots of freedom fighters here, and we are pretending because we're not going live yet. Are you ready? Are we not live yet? No, we're not. Are we ready now? I was born ready. ready. You sure? Okay, I'm going to, yeah. Okay, let's go. With that. So we're just, we're just testing? Let's test out for me. Look, there's no rush. Um, I just wanted to... I'll start sure. the music again. Uh, I want to get some people out here. That thing's not coming Mate, through. we're going live now, so... Nothing is kicking in. I want to be able to send that live out. Allow yeah. your microphone. Did you, did you send it to a signal? Or? To your normal, mate. Click here to start the live show. Here we go. It must have interfered with it. <laughs> You've been interfered with. <laughs> okay, here we go, mate. Perfect timing, in owner of the 6030 Hotel, Tavern, I should say, Scotty. G'day everybody, we're live from the 6030, the Freedom Pub in Western Australia. This guy, Ian Strover, has made it a famous area, and he's, uh, he's kicked ass and take names, so to speak, and he's, he's standing up for freedom in, in the pub, has been, uh, it's been a bit of an icon in the, in the freedom movement. Correct? I, I wouldn't say icon as much. It's just someone doing the right thing, really. That's that's how we put it. That's exactly right. Ian, um, can you just pull your microphone a little bit closer to you so you're speaking right into it? You too, Scotty. Yep. Um, so what an exciting day. This is our first podcast or our first live podcast uh, from a pub. How cool is this? We've got beers on the table. Um, you mean legally inside a pub? Legally inside a pub. Have you started recording with your camera, Scotty? Because uh, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> We're going to do that right now. We're so just going to hit record on the cameras really quickly. Okay, I'm recording Recording. Well. well, well, well. So this is going to be interesting. Um, we're going to have... Oh, we're going to have... Someone's phoning me there. 
We're going to have the punters up here talking to us, as well as we've got a few um, invited guests that are going to be with us. I think it's got a couple of politicians might even join us. I'm not sure about that. But um, welcome, welcome, um, everybody. Ian, um, we're especially here today because of your amazing um, new menu. <laughs> right, okay. That, that made yeah. it into the news last night. Um, before we talk about the menu itself, tell us about the inspiration for the menu. Oh, I, I don't think um, a, not, a, or a lot needs to be said. I, I think McGowan's pretty inspirational um, towards this menu himself and, and everyone else. And let, let's just say it was one of those where I'd had enough, I'd had a few beers and went, let's, let's have a bit of a laugh at his expense and uh, instead of him telling us, what we're doing wrong, how we're doing it wrong, what terrible people we are. Let, let's just hold a mirror up and show him exactly how bad he is and what he's doing to us. Exactly, because we got Absolutely. one of the worst uh, premiers in Western Australia, a Labour dictator. Australia? Yeah. yeah. He's one of the worst, right? Is he In history? Yeah. In WA? Oh, he'd, he'd definitely Absolutely. be up there with Burke, for sure. Yeah. Well, Absolute. Yes. Uh, he and Dan Andrews are... Trying to get the lead on each other, aren't oh, they? Oh, they are. Although uh, Dan Andrews has gone pretty quiet at the moment because of the corruption allegations going around him, but I yes. suppose at least he hasn't slept with a minister as of yet. Yes, so that we know um, that's a whole other story which we're going to get into. Um, Mark and his, um, his so, uh, affairs. Although, although it was Lindsay Fox's uh, granddaughter that he did try to uh, touch up one night, hence why he went missing for months and months when he supposedly did fell he down tell the us stairs. more about there that? There we go. Oh, okay. That's, we're so, talking about Dan Andrews. We're, we're, I think we are we're talking, talking about, about Dan, Dan Andrews. Andrews. Yes, that's right. Heard all about that. That was um, all over the net, and that was extremely interesting. Um, what about? What about the old McLean in WA? Do you know much about the um, affair that he's having? Uh, it's, it's, it's amusing you say that because I was uh, lead petitioner for the city of Wanneroo to try and drop these mandates and uh, I was speaking to um, a certain councillor who's running for a federal seat and informed her and she said she didn't know anything and she didn't believe it and sure enough the next day, bang, out it came. So, no. um, yes, uh, One of his staffers, I believe. No, I, City of Wanneroo uh, person I'm, I'm talking about who was running for it, uh, who's sitting on the other side. And, um, and for those of you interested who happen to be sitting in the, uh, live in the City of Wanneroo, we're uh, starting a petition of no confidence against Tracy Roberts so we can um, try and not get her elected in the seat of Pierce. So go the independents. Absolutely. I think everybody out there needs to know. I mean, the best advice we give them is dump the majors, go for the independents. Talking to the mic. Yeah, get rid of, no, dump the majors. Oh, we got a, we got a, Michael Colotti's here from the Australian Federation Party. Just walked in. He's he's arrived. He's going straight on the stage. By the way, have we done introductions? Uh, Andrew, have you introduced yourself? Well, we haven't. So let's let's get some introductions out of the way. Michael, g'day. Um, How you doing? Hi, mate. How are you? Hello, Andrew. Hello, Ian. Um, okay, I'll start off. You go. I'm, my name's Andrew Hughes. Uh, I'm the host of the 8 News Show. I'm joined with my new co-host, Scotty, from Scorpion Media. We've got Ian Straber from the 6030 Hotel, the owner of. And Michael Colotti uh, from the Australian Federation Party has just joined us. How are you, Michael? I'm very well, Andrew. How are you? Good, mate. Just um, make sure you speak right into that microphone. Well, this is a first for me, so you're going to have to tell me what to do. Well, that's all right, mate. We haven't really gotten warmed up. We're only uh, 
you know, about a, you know, a couple of sips of a beer in. Did you need to get a, a drink at all? I oh, will do in a sec, yeah. Right, yeah. well, um, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting one. We've literally just started. You've just walked in at the very right time. Scotty's busy getting his camera ready. Um, Scotty, Don't worry, I'm back. Scotty's in form today already, so, mate, take it away and I'll check my camera while you do that. Okay, guys, well, look, again, for listeners tuning in, we've got the 60-30 Tavern in Merriwa. It's the icon of the, uh, the freedom movement in many respects because it's one of the pubs run by Ian Strover, and he has been sort of fighting against the uh, the unscientific we've got to really remember that the mandates were completely unscientific and he went through a lot of shit i suppose oh uh, that's that, that's probably a uh, polite way of putting it saying i went yeah. through a little bit of shit but no i've, I've gone through shit but I've, I've never stood down from it regardless of all the naysayers out there and the haters that have repeatedly uh, spread false information and uh, innuendo about the venue and no, I've, I've always been true to my word that I'll stand up and support everyone. I've, I've continued to um, supply hampers of food to those in need. A classic example of um, what the government and the police have been doing. So I've, I've been running markets for um, teachers, nurses, uh, police, fireys to try and raise funds. So the local council where Tracy Roberts is actually running for federals, just this this is her council that actually did this, cancelled the one we were doing for the nurses. They said we couldn't have a market in the car park. They got onto the police and the police told me if we did it in the car park, they would cancel my liquor licence and they would mm-hmm. fine me $250,000. My staff were threatened with imprisonment. So uh, they said we, we, we were required to put permits in of which we put the paperwork in and two weeks later they said they didn't receive them and uh, we uh, sent the receipts through and they got it and said then we needed to uh, put applications in to build permanent structures and amusement ride. And we said, we're not doing either of those. And they said, oh, it doesn't matter, it's too late. If you go ahead, um, then that's when the police rang afterwards and said, yeah, we'll all get arrested and we'll all get done and have you, shut Ian, us down. Have you looked into the... the legalities of all this it doesn't sound right to me it, it doesn't sound right so i've gotten onto the council post that and they've said oh be, because it's out of the actual zoning we're unable to do it in the car park so now that unvaccinated people are openly free to come into the venue for now anyway mate for, for now, for now yes. we are we are going to be running the nurses event but we're going to do it inside the building with lots of markets and stalls and still fundraising and, and to put it bluntly Fuck them all. Good on you, So you, you were basically fundraising for nurses and many other events. I've been to and there's been hundreds of people here. The, the, the government bureaucracy is stifling that, intimidating? Correct. Yep, correct. They, they were coming down, they were making a presence, and the fact that we were going to have pop-up stalls doing this fundraising, they said, no, we were open for fines, um, we couldn't get the permits, and they would shut the business down, as in permanent loss of liquor licence. So there you go. This wow. is this is sort of one of the the things that's been happening over West Australia for the last two years under the current McGowan, McClown, so we say the uh, the government, the Labor government, as well. And um, so, interestingly enough, uh, Ian, the sixty thirty has got a new menu, and I'm looking it at does. it. The first thing on there, it's myocarditis McGowan mandate free Friday. Um, that's the heading of it. 
It's got uh, Mo- Mal McGowan's Wish Wings, Adolf Mark's Schnitzel and Chips, a crispy pericarditis chicken burger and chips. I think I've got one of them coming. You do? You do? And the Bell's Palsy special. There's um, Where's the Science Pork, Full Pork Ribbon Chips, Cheating with a Minister, Cheating with a Minister, Half Pork Ribs and Chips. What's, That's what I'm getting. He's getting the Cheating with a Minister. Yeah. He is. It's going to be is. tasty. And you're, you're going to have the pericarditis. And I'm thinking I, I might have an Adolf Mark. <laughs> Adolf Mark, yeah. Fantastic. It's amazing. We better put our orders in. No, I think they're just about... Um, well, they're, they're coming. They're yeah. coming already, yes. Yeah, well, so we're going to stage the ordering, but um, anyway, it's a bit yeah. late for that, isn't yeah. it? Oh, uh, the, the great thing about the Mayo McGowan wings are it's his wish list. As it says, his wish wings. There's 12 shots in there, <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's getting there. Well, he's he already come stop out and 12, said four. Oh, He's yeah. already said four, so... Um, well, that's for the first yeah. one. We've got to wait for the next lockdown yet. Yes, it's really, really strange times. And the segregation, for those of you who know, it's still here. There's still elements of it rolling there. For two year, over two years now, we've had nothing but medical apartheid and segregation in Western Australia. Run by, again, the Labor governments. Wow. We, you know, for those... Look, I know there's some overseas people listening in because of their the context of mine. But you got to remember that in Western Australia, the Labour government was supposed to represent the working class of the people. A bit like in America, the Democrats, England, the Labour governments. The Labour governments in Australia have been the worst dictators. Dan Andrews, Mark McClown, these are the worst dictators who've destroyed the working class, the entrepreneurial Kevin class. Rudd. Kevin Rudd. These people, it, it, that's why it's a, it's a great, it's a farce of the the left-right paradigm that they roll out with this... Look, liberal labour is just Coke and Pepsi, people. Yep. They're, they're just going further yeah, they're, and further they're left. Two, two, two wings of the dodo it. bird, mate. Two the wings wing and the, the right wing. And That's Michael, Michael Collotti. Can you tell us about yourself? Introduce yourself and you're from the Australian Federation Party. Yeah, um, I joined uh, Peter Harris a few months ago when many of us were out um, in the streets going to different rallies and I, and I met Peter and I'd, uh, I'd run in Pierce uh, at the last election against... Uh, good old Christian Porter and all that he stood for and no longer can stand for. So that was uh, good riddance to him. But I met Peter Harris and um, I found him to be a man of integrity and that's who I met Ian as well. We had a, a great event up here back early and when we were out speaking around the place. And um, so, yeah, I'm committed to doing what I can to help that this party grow from the grassroots that Peter's established. Yes. Absolutely. And what? So today is the... Is this the first day, Ian, that you've opened up the, the um, what do you call, I guess you call it the, the Myocarditis McGowan menu? Um, oh, yes, yesterday was the first day, and it was absolutely insane. And I've got to say thank you to everyone for all the kind words and the support. Sure, you get your trolls out there who are spreading misinformation, people that have never been to the venue trying to uh, give us bad reviews on Google and on Facebook, but... Really, those of us that are awake know that fascist book tells lies and Google's owned by the same people that love children. And yep. um, They're all part of the <laughs> criminal cabal, aren't they, mate? They are. They are. Yeah, it's, in, it's quite insane. But, you know, look, everybody that I know that comes up to the 60-30, they had a great time. It's, uh, we've had a couple of events here, some bands, and, and uh, the fundraising events on the weekend were... It was fantastic. There was... Every, all, all walks of background here. Uh, we, we, we support everyone. So, as you said, whether it's live music, whether it's tradies, whether it's families, whatever it is, there, there's a time slot and everyone's always been welcome. We haven't discriminated against anybody. It doesn't matter whether you come here driving in a convertible Lamborghini or 
or you come in on your push bike. We we love you, we'll we respect you, we'll, we'll show you the same level of service regardless of who you are. But having said that, on a separate note, I've got a great idea that you can run <laughs> for political parties. How to save Australia billions and billions of dollars. Go and run it. So, pharmaceutical companies that currently are making a shit ton of money from there, why doesn't the government put them out to tender? Every drug, if they put it out to tender, then instead of one group you're going, you're bringing in numerous countries that can come in and drugs we're currently getting charged tens of thousands per dose for with a cost price of $2, we might actually get charged $5 for. Well, it's a great question, Ian, and uh, mate... I would love to be in a position to put such a scheme in place because you're right and I don't know if you remember from when we were up here doing our presentations with Peter, my, what I bring to this um, debate, if you like, or this election is, is an understanding that I've formed over many years of people talk about government and they talk about corporations. They are the same thing. Yeah. You know, we talk, someone said earlier about the Labor Party used to be for the working man, but what's happened over the last couple of generations at the very least, and you can trace it all the way back to 1880 when legislation was passed in America, or court cases rather, were passed in America that gave corporations basically the same rights as human beings. This is when lobbying started, this mm. is when it all really started. And corporations, corporations have been very, very clever in what they do. So they sponsor our major political parties, and this is, there's no secret in this. You can see it everywhere. You know, people paying five and a half grand to go and have dinner with McGowan. Yeah. They're not doing that because they like the entree at the restaurant. You know, there's a, there's a payoff here, and it, it's not even hidden anymore. It's out there in plain sight. You can drive around the suburbs, and you will see millions upon millions of dollars spent on advertising to get these people elected. It's not for no reason. Because what happens with the corporations is they ultimately control the access to what you're talking about. Who gets the contract to supply the medications and what the price is that's paid, whether or not it's an open tender and all of this stuff that goes on is clear. It's there. People can see it if they want to go and look for it. You can look through the legislation that passes through the parliament and all of those bills are there. But who does that? Nobody does that. They just keep on doing the same thing and every three years they pop out and they say some fancy things and they tell someone, we'll build your swimming pool and we'll do this and we'll do that because the public is typically disengaged from the political process. The best thing that will come out of COVID is it has woken people up to get involved in their political process because it's so important. And it goes to answering questions like you've asked. Who, why are we paying so much for things? Why are we paying so much for drugs? There's this huge debate going on about... I noticed someone talking about the NDIS and how that's funded. And if you talk to somebody who's a recipient of NDIS, it's almost impossible to get it. And then you get a one-year allocation and you've got to fight for it next year and all of these things go on and on and on. Yeah. Behind it... You'll find the big corporations who are the providers who are paying people on a minimum wage who themselves are on a minimum term contract. There's just this built-in thing where the corporations control it all and they control it through controlling 76 or whatever the number is that gives them the ability to control the legislation and the access to who's signing the contracts. Yep. Long answer, but that's essentially the problem. Um, 
Oh, I think it was Jesse Ventura from Mer- uh, America. Governor of California. WWE. Governor. No, he was yeah. from... Um, yeah, he was from WWF, but he was I, the governor. I, I, yeah. I might, be, might be getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was him that came up with the concept that... Um, Politicians should be wearing like a race car driver suit with all. I thought of their it was Robin sponsors. Williams. There was a, uh, I think it actually came from Jesse. From Jesse was it? Yeah, Ventura. Yeah, great idea. Yeah, uh, let's get it going here in Australia because we need to know who's paying for these bar or who's influencing. They these wouldn't all buses. fit on Biden, and uh, it'd be interesting. Well, to they wouldn't all fit on the old Marky Mark, would they? You'd, either you'd probably need to be able to learn how to read Chinese, though, wouldn't you? Say, I'd say we'd <laughs> have a, a bit of, we'd need a translator for sure. Yes, yeah. I wonder if yes. Durex are part of his sponsors now. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Pfizer is and Moderna. Well, it's interesting. I mean, who's pa- these contracts? Is it's not really making a lot of the, the, but who signed these contracts? What are what contain what is contained in the Pfizer and all these other Moderna and all these contracts? A few bureauc- bureaucrats signed them for the entire population of Australia to have it. Are we, have we seen any copies of these? No, no they're, secret. Secret. they're completely secret. Yeah. And this is one of the things that we, we say as part of our platform. If we ever got access to, to make them public, we certainly will. One of our core messages is we want to be transparent. We need to be transparent. Again, over many, many years, we've just accepted that there's all this secret stuff going on in our government. And it's like, why? Why do we accept what, that? Yes. Why do I we agree. accept that it should I be agree. secret? Um, because the computer said no. <laughs> yeah, well, something well, like that. But it's yeah. also the politicians telling us things like commercial incompetence and all this other... It's bullshit. But it's also part of the the international collaboration that's gone on with all of the world's oh. secret services to digitally track us. And now mm. here in Australia, we're facing the digital passport. I hope everyone's Not gone in Australia, and signed the petition. It's it's a, it is. They're all reading off the same it, how-to-do mm. list. It's coordinated worldwide, yeah. as was the COVID response. Um, yeah. So if people think this is a conspiracy theory, you're freaking crazy because you've seen it It's live. a conspiracy fact. It's a conspiracy yeah. fact. It's open. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's our next battle. I mean, we'll I talk mean, about the next battles later on. It it's, not, it's not hidden. It's right there in the open. And people it's just hidden don't in plain sight. It. Yeah. It's the yeah. classic. I mean, I, I learned that as a young kid. If I didn't want my mum to find something, I put it right where I knew she'd be looking every day because oh. she never found it. I mix it in with the fruit in the fruit bowl or something like that. She'd never see it. But if I hid it in my freaking top drawer in my bedroom... You're, a, you're an me. evil son. You're, you're a bad a, boy, I think. I was just a clever son. I'm, I mean, shit, it's not bad. It's, you know, it's, what, it's, it's kids ob- <laughs> I evolved. It's a kid's obligation to fool his parents or her parents. But uh, Anyway, but that's what it's all about, right? It's a coordinated um, enslavement program. Look, I don't, I don't even know if it's that, you know. I, like all of us that are sort of open our eyes to this and sort of looking into different places for explanations, you know, to me it's just money. You know, you've it got is, corporations money, yeah. and you've got... You've got to get an understanding and people talk, oh, Pfizer this and Pfizer that and big pharma, but they're not even pharmaceutical companies anymore. They're just owned by hedge funds and money. And, and Gates. Oh, they just want to make money. And Gates, and it, they're just trying to make money. And they don't care how they do it. They will just work out how to make money. And as long as the lawyers say, yep, you can't be sued for that, we've got an indemnity for that, and they don't care. They just make money. Mm. I, I, I used to use the example of a um, Ford Motor Company back in the 70s, I think it was. They had a little car called the Ford Pinto. 
And these uh, things. I had one. I, my parents had one. Did you? Yours yeah. was obviously wasn't one that They're blew the up. They're the shittiest cars in the world. Yeah, Scott, but he's showing your age, mate. But they blew up. Like, if you drove into the back end of the one, they'd blow up. Now, Ford had a bunch of. Uh, this is taught in every mm. business school about ethics. Yeah, yeah. So Sorry. they'd blow up. And Ford got sued a lot of times and they had to pay out millions of dollars. So they figured, we need to do something about this. So they figured out how many of them were on the road and the, the statistics on how many might have an accident over the next few years and that came to so many millions of dollars and then they figured out what it was going to cost to do a recall and they made a decision they made a business decision it was cheaper to leave them on the road and I, and I think I'm not 100% but I think it was that's where Ralph Nader made his name he became a consumer advocate and he exposed this and it you know, it turned the tide of governments looking at this kind of practice by corporations of just making a commercial decision that would actually impact on human life. And that was where that became famous. But it illustrates very succinctly the mind of a corporation. They don't care about you or me. They'll sell cigarettes forever. It doesn't matter how many people it kills. And people somehow think these vaccines are any different. Four, yeah. out, of fi- four out of five doctors recommend Camel's smooth hey, taste. But, yeah. but um, <laughs> something that a lot of people just don't understand is that it, there's no interest at all for a pharmaceutical company to make you better, no. right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. that's the core basis of it, right? Yeah. Uh, so... Anyone who goes into the emergency centre with a broken arm or something that's really fucked them up, yes, I believe in that medicine full on. But when you're talking about, oh, doctor, I've got a sore stomach, I need a, mm. I need a pill, right there you're starting to get into the pretty sketchy realms, right? Yeah. It's, it's just amazing how every, everything uh, naturally grown is a big issue to the pharmaceutical companies Absolutely. and banned and, and you're rubbished and... I mean, how, how can ivermectin that's got a Nobel Peace Prize for what it does all of a sudden just be classified as a horse warmer? But not only that, yeah. proven straight away, yeah. basically very early in the piece, it was extremely effective to... But I uh, know the Therapeutic Goods Administration in Australia put a ban on that. Doctors are not allowed <laughs> to prescribe that for anything COVID-related. But hey, let's get back to the core. So does that mean, are you suggesting that the Australian government was complicit in committing murder? That's I am suggesting that. Is that slander? No, no but murder is a strong word. Well, let's say if well, you, if you refuse to... Uh, we haven't gotten into the Pfizer documents that have just been released. Uh, if they withheld a drug that they knew was good cure you, isn't it sort of, some sort of uh, criminal offence, right? It'd have to be manslaughter. It would have to be. I, I'm With not, intent. I'm not going to offer well, any legal opinions here. Let's not get so deep Put into your body it. on they, the line, They know Michael. that it's going to injure you. you know, they know it's no. a high percentage of injury there. That's a great deal of possibility to get an injury. Yeah, um, look, I mean, you so. can see that out of the Pfizer documents. They certainly knew what the ramifications of were of giving this drug to millions and millions of people, and that's what came out of their research. And that's the stuff they tried to hide for 75 years, and we, you know, most people know that story, how it is coming out every month, there's a few thousand pages are getting released, and every time it gets released, we learn more and more. What I'm, what I'm keen to see happen, again, part of our platform, is to hold these inquiries so that we can learn the truth. The truth is what matters here. I, I don't know that it's particularly helpful to um, claim things like murder, because they have uh, specific legal definitions that can get you into trouble. Um, mm. But cer- and, and they are able to uh, 
backdate legal legislations where then they're not held liable and be able to charge criminally my, just like McGowan and Quigley have done. Yeah, absolutely. My understanding is of these things is that the um, fraud changes everything. They, they've got these legal indemnities based upon what their documentation says. Mm, what yeah. needs to be proven is that they've lied in what they've said. Bad their faith documentation. is bad the faith. correct legal term. Bad, yep. Is it? Right, okay, terrific. Right. So where you get bad faith or fraud, then you open yourself up to say, well, hang on, all of what you've got there in your indemnity is null and void. Because That's right. It, yeah. The contract's null and void. That. Yeah. That's where the police that I'm currently dealing with at the moment are having issues, that um, once you're able to prove a police officer is acting in bad faith, or any other person, they're not protected by the Biosecurity Act or the Privacy Act or a lot of these acts, and they are then able to be sued civilly. Interesting. So be very aware of that, and if anybody wants information, I'm happy to share it. Now, well, just yes. just on that, you got the one of your one of your on your menu. One of the items is the Quigley Gold. Is that sort of do we parallel something with that? Oh well, we we all know that a that the Quigley a certain, Gold is a, one of the menus. A certain honest man who doesn't lies and doesn't purge himself um, was involved with Mickelbergs and. Oh, look, there's lots of rumours and innuendo. So I just thought we, there was a beer we had to move called Running With Thieves, and I thought, what name should I give it? Well, if someone's going to run with thieves, let's call it Quigley, <laughs> shall we? And, um, look, there's a bit of gold there too, so perhaps it really will get snatched up. Yes, Tongue-in-cheek humour. Yes, I love the way you do things, Ian. <laughs> Hey, uh, why, 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 why hit him with a fly swatter when you could hit him with a let's, uh, bat? On that yeah, point, you, let's talk quickly yeah, about right. the um, article that was put up in Perth now yesterday. Was it posted anywhere else, do we know? It was. About there, the menu. There, there was a Daily Mirror. It's, it's Same sh- story, was it? Uh, slightly different. There was one in um, Queensland as well where it's shown up. Wow. It's shown up over in England as well. <laughs> um, it's... Oh, look, I've... Gold. I've, I've probably got about 95 to 98% love from it. Right. Um, I, lo- from I your, love from it. Your menu. From your menu. It is from, no, from the menu. But there was a menu I did probably about four weeks ago on the Palmies, yeah. which where we had the McGowan mandate, where it was make it up as you go, whatever's in front of you, we'll throw it, in, throw it on, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll tell you it tastes good, even though your taste buds will tell you different. Um, we, we had lots of things like that. And then we had the Antichrist, which was all about the police palmy. And it was just, there was just numerous ones. Well, I'll just, wait, wait for the electoral one to come out. Um, I can't <laughs> wait. Let me just read the, the second paragraph from the article on Perth now. The 6030 restaurant at the Merriwell Tavern on Friday released the uh, myocarditis McGowan mandate-free Friday menu. Um, to coincide with Western Australia's Freedom Day, I think that was that's gold. As soon as I read that, uh, oh, here comes some our, foods coming in. Looks here good comes to me. our Freedom Menu. Our Freedom there's, there's Menu there's food. There's a crispy uh, pericarditis. Yep. Oh, I ordered the pericarditis. Oh, get it in here. Oh, I've avoided it so far. Thank you. What one's this? This. This is the Adolf Mark. Would you like a Adolf Mark schnitzel? There you go. I'll eat it, mate. No Do problem. you want to make Cheers. some room there, mate? Sorry, sorry, everyone. We've got food coming in, people. We've got to make some uh, uh, room on good. the tables. Um, and we got you the uh, cheating with the minister, didn't we? Oh, I've got the cheating with the minister. I can't wait. Um, oh, so be... you, you go through it and you'd almost say, now, who could that be? Could that be Gareth Evans when he was with 
sleeping with the Democrat. It, it's a pretty pop, it's a pretty popular way to go. It is, Canberra. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, not just Canberra. I, I think. Well, anyway, yes. Politics in politics, it's a popular way to go. Um, is that because it's such a secretive little industry? I I don't know, but they do go around sniffing chairs. I guess before they they try, before they buy, don't they? It's, uh, that was Troy Buswell. Troy, Troy Buswell, he's a WA fella, isn't he? He sure is. <laughs> Yes, Troy, where are you? Come down to the 60-30 and have a beer with us, come mate. Come sniff our chairs. He was in the news this week, wasn't he? He's was just, he? Uh, yeah, he's just uh, he's been in a bit more strife. Oh. Yes. Well, uh, if you go around sniffing chairs after a lady's got enough off it, there's got to be some. You know, you're not going to get away with it that, that easily, are you? He's, um, he's obviously prone to those sort of activities if you're going to do that. Was it, he did that in Parliament, didn't he? He did. Yes. He did. Oh, and my it, God. And it was recorded on the camera. Yeah. Where they, where they have it over there, but yeah. Unbelievable. Can you imagine actually having that that much lack of um, situational awareness? Oh. Yeah, it is stunning, you know, what the things these people get caught doing. It's kind of like you're not even smart enough to understand that you're always in the public eye and can be seen at any moment. Well, to behave yourself. Mate, I remember, um, this is going back a long time ago, so I won't tell you the year, but I remember being in London and um, it coming out that uh, there was an enormous amount of cocaine being found in the um, Parliament House there. In, in the their bath, toilets. In their toilets yes. there. And, uh, I know, geez, I made some money back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking, just joking. And uh, you're in enough trouble as it is, mate. But... Um, Scotty, how's the, the myocarditis burger, mate? Oh, pericarditis. Now, pericarditis. Look, sorry. We're, we're not, I just want to clarify that we're not making light of the situation. The, this idea about pericarditis, myopericarditis, and myocarditis, I believe there's three different types. I personally know in WA around 10 people yes. who direct result from the mandated experimental jab got one of these diseases. And that's... What a guy I know spent four days in hospital. Another guy that I know spent 20 days in hospital. So, you know, we don't, we're making light of the situation here in some ways, but not that. We're, we're trying to highlight the yes. fact that the government allowed people Covers in Western Australia, covered this shit up, and they allowed people in this country, in this state, to be basically suffer permanent heart injury. How many kids do you know get... Heart attack. When I, when I grew up, I never knew anybody that got a heart was attack. It, was it three or four kids that died within just apparently a week? In two Appar- week, in, in, within one week in WA? Yeah. Apparently, somebody was. You know, there's there a, a Duncraig High School lost somebody. Yep. No, that that was last year. There was a while ago. It's it's just like uh, when Freedom Media Lindsay when he was recording mm. and he ended up getting charged when the child uh, ended up dying. There was three within, I believe it was ten days that died. Yeah, um, and of course, this is why we're all fighting, right? Um, we're all fighting for uh, the freedom to choose, number one. Yeah. But also, I mean, my biggest gripe in this whole thing is um, we've lost the right to informed consent. Yep, and it's now become an obligation. Informed, informed consent is an obligation I, that drives me insane. I do actually wonder if that's the reason why the police and everyone let the police and fireys have their fundraiser and the teachers, but then they shut down the nurses and those in the medical profession because we were getting people to get up and speak. So yeah, that, you, you, that has sat in the back of my mind. Um, and you can't have the professional, the medical professionals, um, saying this is bad. You oh. cannot have that. 
So APRA... Well, then they deregister them. Exactly. So when are we going to start seeing the court cases uh, for APRA because I, in, over here in WA? Because I know that the, in the eastern states... There are quite a few doctors and nurses who have been deregistered who have already had a win against APRA. So that story's going to get bigger and we need to actually well, cover well the, that Well, the odd thing is how the government takes it all the way through then just before a decision's about to be given, then they pass them and say, oh, no, you can work in that industry and not be jabbed, so it all gets dropped. They stretch it right out. I mean, I don't know why someone just doesn't take a different angle through the High Court instead of saying against this, but let's just take them on the actual facts now. So take it to the High Court, Mm -hmm. look at the bases as it is, as there's been, what, 15, 16 other countries around the world that have taken it to the High Court, and it's all been proven to be unconstitutional and illegal. People need to do this. I did hear somewhere that... New Zealand recently has just started passing this. I heard that somewhere locally um, around here, through a local council, I don't know whether it's a rumour, but I thought it was cheekily fantastic, they put a submission for funding in, guaranteed 500000 to take the government to the High Court over these mandates. Wouldn't it be great if a local council said... Okay, we commit five hundred thousand yeah. off. We could you imagine that? Wouldn't it be even greater if we had a several putting a hundred each in? I mean, let's just get well, together. I'll, and I'll give you this. something greater than that: is if the legal fraternity got off their bums and stopped making money off it. You know, I had this conversation with somebody recently, and um, <clears throat> there's several people taking people to court over this. One, you need a hell of a lot of money. Two, it takes a hell of a long time to do it. And we live in a society that supposedly runs according to the rule of law. Now, you have these hundreds of, well, I don't know how many thousands of lawyers you've got across the country, but they're all supposedly the guardians of truth and law and justice. And where are they? Well, they, most of them have got their hand out for a payday because whatever the problem is, if it can be solved through legal means, they want you to fork over your money to take people to court. I believe it was the Victorian Bar Association um, put some paperwork through when Daniel Andrews was trying to put his bill through that would have given him dictatorial powers legally. And, and they made some comment on that. But I still fail to understand why a group of lawyers can't get together and do this as a public interest. I'm, because it's I, I clearly, it's clear, there's clearly illegalities going on here. And they, if they want to distance themselves from it and, and maintain their kind of position in society as someone special, then they need to step up. And so far they have not. That's right. So, I mean, not, it's not just the lawyers, the doctors themselves. Why didn't they all just walk out? Hmm. You know? Um, I had the conversation with my doctor asking um, for... I went in and I said, look, I need to get an exemption. Oh, why is that? I said, because I can't, I can't give my informed consent. Uh, sorry about that. Um, look, I recommend that you take it. And I said, well, no, um, I can't because I've done my own research and I can't give informed consent. So please, write it up. And it was a lady doctor, right? Mm. And I'm giving you a short version of the story. But she, um, she said, oh, look, I can't do that. And I said, well, I'm going to report you to APRA. Straight away, the hands started shaking and the voice started getting a little bit shaky. Uh, and she said, you'll, you'll destroy me. And I said, well... You'll I'm, kill me. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting destroyed and you're willing to give me something that I believe is going to harm me. 
And I said, so you need to do something about, well, what do you want me to do? And I said, I want you to call Services Australia and start talk, talking to them about it and work it out. She goes, I'll be on the phone for three hours. Who's going to pay me? And I said, well, my dear, you're Hooking being paid huge amounts of money to make... For every to, jab. To what do was the it? jabs. How, how much was it every jab? $80, I believe. I, I heard it was something like $25 and 60-something cents that doctors get for everyone. It was some, something... I, think, okay, um, I thought it was Dr. more Dr. Mark quoted... Um, $80 a jab or something. I, I know, thought it was probably pharmacist. Cost, but that, that's yeah. probably pay out multiple levels. But, but whatever it is, they're getting huge amounts of money for it, right? Um, to just simply administer an injection that, that's mandated by the government. Anyway, so I said to her, I said, look, um, if you're not going to help me, uh, if you're not going to do the right thing, I'm just going to report you. And she was almost in tears. And then I, I said, well, look, don't worry, I'm not going to do it. She's a, lot, a nice person, you know, she's a good person. But um, it sickens me. It's sickening. It, what what it's you're talking about is, is there's <coughs> things going on which we, which we just don't know what the hell they are. And so people speculate. Yeah. And um, it's a particular concern because we probably, most of us lived our lives thinking all these things exist and we can rely on them and they're trustworthy and all the rest of it. But what this has highlighted is, is there's, there's, there's smoke and mirrors everywhere. And yeah, but mate, you know what? On? When you come to the... There are points in society, there are, are trusted points in society and doctors are one yeah. of those trusted points, well, as are been. the police, right? Now, for them to fall into line the way they did is... that That, in my mind, is utter corruption. There's no other way to put it. They are liable in sure, every single way. Sure, but doesn't this go back way. to their membership of APRA and how much control APRA has over their right to practice? So I'll tell you what, mate. I, I, you've, got a, you've got a point, and it's a fair point. It's a legal point. Mm. But I believe that those trusted points in society needed to have just stepped up and rejected that out of hand. Um, because we are... Um, we are... You know, these people have blood on their hands, mm. so there's no excuse for that. Can I can I suggest a way people can beat them at their own game here, which a lot of people are aware about, but this allegedly works. I'm not saying it does work, and I'm not saying I've done it or anyone I know's done it. Mm-hmm. Don't but, incriminate yourself. But I, I've heard that if you ring up a doctor and say you had COVID last week. That's that. Then they'll write you an exemption for four weeks. Yeah, that, no, eight oh, weeks. Four, four months. Sorry, oh, is it, I, I think it's yeah, eight I, weeks. I, I no, got one. I, I got months, one for so. four months, allegedly. Yeah. And um, so I was allowed back in my own business, which the police were telling me I wasn't allowed to do, and they weren't overly happy. Mm-hmm. The fact I was allowed to be in here and I was allowed to work in here. They can't cope. With they you. they can't do it. There's a loophole. So. I didn't have to show a positive test. I didn't have to do anything. And then, on top of that, I was able to put a claim through the government and get seven hundred and fifty bucks, mate. My um, for doing that, my, and, and we and they're just no wonder why inflation's going up. They're just printing money and just giving it away. My ex-employer has already got people back on site. I'm a I'm a fly-in, fly-out worker. At least I was um, on that very thing, and. Uh, I was shocked to hear that. I was utterly, utterly shocked. I might if have they to ring up do, and get a job again. It, same, mate. I mean, if they can do that, then 
there's really no differentiation. I mean, it's all just words, right? So yeah, we is. all should be able to go back to work, right? Yeah, absolutely. They've recognised a problem. And this is what you, you kind of see behind the scenes is going on in their minds. Is they, These people are, are dealing with a situation and not even smart enough to think all the way through. So they put in place these, these mandates, they put in these vaccinations. I was on site at uh, mining construction when it all broke. And yeah, we were dealing with the reality of trying to stop people and putting them in masks and putting two people in a ute, one in the driver's seat and one in the back seat and all this crazy Ridiculous. stuff we were dealing yeah. with to try and manage the reality of a COVID outbreak that never really came. No. Um, where was I going with that thought? But so they're, they're, And when the, the vaccines were released, they thought that this was their way out. So... The perception that I have, anyway, from where I was sitting, and I won't name names... When you say there, you mean the employers? The employers, the big corporations, okay? The big corporations that run this state. Um, and I mean that literally. They do. So they're in McGowan's ears to say, right, you need to make sure all of our workers get vaccinated so that we don't have to deal with this problem on site, so that we can stop doing all of these things. And that's what's behind the decisions that they made, because they thought... At when they made those decisions that the vaccines, where they were told, oh, they're 100% effective and nobody will get COVID and all this 4%. stuff. And they could, 4%. Sure, oh, but, yeah, when they made, but what I'm saying is when they made the decision, they anticipated that what it would mean is that we could stop all of these other measures. Do you know what, you know, Michael? I, I'm hearing what you're saying. There's, I can't get past the point, if we go back a couple of years ago when the mining tax was a big deal... All the mining managers are on, are on the um, radio, TV, the newspapers, everything. They were paying huge dollars to, to get their story out there saying, oh, this is no good, the mining tax increase is no good. But not one of those people um, came out in defence of their employers, employees, I'm sorry. Now, the, these we're talking about very powerful people here. They all have in-house legal advice. Oh, absolutely. And no matter what way you slice it, a mandate is not a law and neither is a directive. That's, no. I've, I've got to correct you there because a mandate, there's a difference between stat, statutory and legislative law. Mm-hmm. So a mandate is statutory law. It means it hasn't gone through the courts to be, to be proven that it's strong and holds up. So, in a, way, in a way, you say, yes, it is, which is how they get away with it. But yeah. it's able to be challenged through the courts, which gets back to my other yeah. point about getting people to be able to fund it and guarantee it, but to you challenge all, it, we also have doing it. We also have the fact that Commonwealth law overrides state law in every oh, case. Oh, def- definitely. I mean, well, I'm, I don't know if you know much about um, state of emergency under the ICCPR. Tell, tell us all about it. So, right. So, so in the late 70s... Um, through the UN, everyone agreed that if uh, the place went, your country, the world went into a state of emergency, that they'd be governed. It's, it's basically like the Human Rights Act, um, minimum conditions in there. And a key thing about it is, which, yes, the first part, what the government's doing, where they're talking about pandemics, isolation, doing things, is correct, but they completely ignore sections 4, 6, 24 and 18 I think it is which sums up that you can only affect the public if there is something proven 
to be able to do it. I've, I've just broken it down into layman's terms, which means they've got to be able to prove that something exists and people are at serious risk. So they have failed that. So any fine anybody gets falls over through this. For example, they tried fining me $1,000 because I used a toilet in my own venue because they said I wasn't allowed to be here. And I said, what, should I piss in the bush? They said, no, you can't do that. And I said, where should I go? And they go, well, that's your problem, not ours. It's unreal, isn't it? So it's insanity. I wrote wrote them a 35-page submission um, questioning all these aspects of law. And the response I got from good old clerks and police who were the ones who had 20 officers come through when there was about 12 people here and blocked the exits and falsely imprison everybody. Um, Unbelievable. So they find me that. And and um, so, so the response I got from them was, we don't agree with your objections, the fine stance. And they didn't... So the, the basic thing was, I think it was, the fine was failing to comply with State of Emergency Act. And I said, well, what? What is it? And I listed all the sections of it and directions and said, there's a big part about flooding. And I said, there was no flooding. There's this, there's that. Where have I breached? They haven't responded, so I've just gone, all right, bugger it. Let's, let's go to court. And this is all part of the thing with bad faith, where these people are wasting our taxpayers' money. Mm. And on a separate note, completely separate, and I did inform the police about this. Do you remember when... Uh, that um, that bloke that earns all the money and holds two key posts in Parliament, you know, the one that did the really bad video out the back of his house yesterday? Oh, the, uh, the yeah. McLean? Yeah, that, 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 that one. one. Yeah. So when he said he was down in Frio and he missed isolation by 15 minutes, was it? Oh. It's funny how a mate of mine had a selfie with him an hour after he said he left. Uh, in the pub, <laughs> drinking beer during the time, isn't you it? You dog, McGowan. And I did pass that You're on to the police. Dog. And guess what the police did? Nothing. Donuts. Well, um, indeed, Kim Beasley had his uh, cricket day. Was it on yeah, Australia yeah. Day? What, what was it? What was it? It was a special event. He had some cricket. He had some cricket in the um, in the grounds of Government House here in WA, and uh, not one person was wearing a mask. And yet they were all within 1.5 metres of each other. It was a very social affair. And um, I think we know the I person think, uh, who made Ma- it. Max, Max Freedom did a video order and got the recording of the police saying he got a special exemption. Oh, really? Yeah, so Kim Beasley had a special exemption for the cricket day at uh, Government House. Which I'd, is I'd in, love to see it because yeah. the yeah. show, who's not even medically trained, they're just an administrator. Well, we didn't get to see the documentation. It was just a phone call. It, but, but it was it, recorded. Apparently, apparently yeah. that was the officer or the constable that made the phone call was quite embarrassed about it. Uh, I've just got my... my what, what, what have I got here? I've got the my... Cheating with the minister. Cheating with the minister. It looks great. Uh, well, same, the, per, the pericarditis burger that I had... It was, it was crispy, just, just like arteries after you get the jab, isn't it? It was fantastic. What have I got here? Uh, the Adolf Mark schnitzel. It's good. Beautiful. Ah, oh, that's good. <laughs> and it only costs nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. So, um, moving along, are we going to get some of the punters up here to have a chat with us? Go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to give my seat away. Now, stay away. Don't sniff it. 
Don't sniff it. Don't sniff the chair. Michael, Michael's not like that. Come on. <laughs> Michael's with the <laughs> AFP. That's right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll refrain from my only, usual tendencies. If I'm do you want me to go out and search for somebody? The only political party um, honestly or earnestly bringing back the town hall meetings for their constituents. Yeah, absolutely. That's been a hit, you know, and it's, it's a really interesting thing to do. And it's really enjoyable, you know, to get out there and... Yeah, when you ask people, I mean, who's normally interested in politics? And less than ten percent of the people's hands go up. When we did the one here at the sixty thirty, I think we had like six or seven hundred people. I didn't realise until afterwards they were out the doors in the car park, the whole lot. You know, people want to be involved, and normally they don't hear a damn thing from the people that are supposed to be representing them ever. So we're going to continue that, regardless of what what the outcome of this election is, and we're going to build on that going forward to the state and to the next federal election, for sure. I'm going to run for City of Wanneroo when seats come up next year too. I thought, hey, nice. let, let's just awesome. throw, throw a cat amongst Are the you? pigeons yes, in the local mate. area. So, yes. Why not? You know, I want to help with your PR. It's, oh, look, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll write the menu, shall I? But it, it should be the yeah. norm. <laughs> we should be having ordinary people in politics and what we've got, out there, got up there now is either sycophants or puppets and they are transparently bound to people other than the people in their electorates. They never, they vote for their party. Whatever the party decides is going to be the position, that is what they vote for. So how they can legitimately claim to represent anybody other than the donors Ian, are you buggering off? party, I don't know. I, I will. Uh, my Sorry, glass second. is getting empty. Well, you're going to come so back. I, I'll definitely come back. Before I'm, Ian leaves, I've got around. a question. I've got a question for Ian really quickly. And, and Michael, Scotty? Yep. I'm proposing that we have a freedom ball. I'm not saying everyone should get dressed up in tuxedos and evening dresses. Wear boxer shorts type of freedom ball? We need, well, you know, the Aussie Cossack put one on over in Sydney and, and all of the people that have been involved in this movement got together and just celebrated. And I think we need to do something similar because it's been a long, hard road. And um, what do you reckon, mate? Do you reckon that's a good well, idea? I'm, I'm happy to do what, whatever helps. And I reckon, uh, you know, you if... if you wanted to do something here, I'll donate definitely part of proceeds to those in need and um, we'll do do what we can to help everyone like we always try and do here at the 6030. Mate, love that. I love it. Um, we'll have a chat later on possibly, Brilliant. but um, it's just been a, it's something that came up just in the last few days actually. So, All right, so Ian's stepping out. Um, we're going to take a quick break, everyone, so stay with us. We're going to grab a beer, I think. Yeah. All right, let's... Um, beer, beer break. Let's turn the music up. Everyone will be back within we'll be back. the couple of minutes. We'll be back.
And we are back. Back in business. So that we just had Michael Colotti from the Australian uh, Federation Party and Ian Striver from the 6030 Tavern in Merriwa, who's been freedom fighting and he's got his new menu out. And now we've got patrons in here. We've got two patrons. Effie and Steve. Hello. Husband and wife team, is it? Yes. Yes. There we go. And you guys also, I've seen you guys around, the brother group. Uh, Introduce yourself, tell us your story. Hello, so we're Effie and Steve. We've been married for nearly 22 years. We've actually got our 22nd wedding anniversary on the 14th of May, which is the big rally. And we are going to be celebrating our wedding anniversary at the rally. Celebrating with style. Fighting for freedom. That's real real freedom fighters. They're having their anniversary on the... Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful, guys. 22 years and you haven't killed each other. We have not. Scotty, what about you? You... Um, Sorry, mate. Sorry, my my phone, my dad does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so anyway, you guys are... um, I've seen you guys around. We've known you. Effie gives free hugs out. I do. Free hug lady. Uh, she's the free hug lady. Well, I've had a few hugs off Effie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, basically, you got the Umbrella Group. Or Tell us about the Umbrella Group. What, what do those guys do? Yeah. I, I know what they are, but I, I go. The Umbrella Group is great, by the way. They but, are. Yeah. Tell amazing. us all about it, Effie. So the Umbrella Group, they meet outside of the Governor's House every morning. And I think they're absolutely incredible to be doing that every single day. From 8 a.m. to 10 a.m.? That's right. Um, and what, what, what's the protest? So Lee, who runs the Umbrella Group, has talked um, about the Velvet Revolution and how people have brought down corrupt governments in um, other countries and the Berlin Wall have come down because they've stood outside and just stood there in... Um, in mass. Yeah, absolutely, every single day and just showing up. So everyone turns up at Governor's House at 8am every day. Mm. Literally, it's been going for months now. Yeah, I think December. over 140 days now. I think it's just over that. Yeah, over That's amazing. Days. Mm. And interestingly enough, the Umbrella Group, every day they meet in front of the governor's house demanding that Kim Beasley, instructing Kim Beasley to dissolve the government, stop mm. these crazy mandates. But you know what? The mainstream media is virtually... It's, this is like virtual proof that the mainstream media is controlled, especially in WA. It is. The, the, the media does, does not show up. No, they've shown up once in uh, I mean, yeah, but in, in, Is that right? There's, they may have done something, but every day there's hundreds of people. Mm. Uh, one time I was there and it would have been about, I don't know, 5,000 people in front of the governor's house on a, on a, on a rally day. Yeah, And mate. where is the media? No. It's, it's incredible how recalcitrant the media actually is. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And it's, it's pretty much... You know, documented. You know, well, mate, when Mark McGowan pays you forty-one mil- million in tax exemptions, yeah, they, can't just take that. The media in, in Australia got big tax exemption breaks. You know, to, to toe the line, and and you get really if you look the mainstream media. I think even people that watch the mainstream, everybody knows it's garbage, but mm. they still sort of watch it in the background. But you know, this for myself, I never watch it. You know, it's just. You know. But anyway. I watch it anyway, the, when so, I have to. So you, mm. what are some stories that you guys have from the Umbrella Group or, you know, well, what or how do you feel? What journey? motivated you to do this? Yeah. Well, okay, as for me, uh, what motivated me to get out there and join the protests and the rallies and the like is basically when Mark McGowan introduced the mandates uh, late last year, 
Now, that really got my back up. You know, simply put, you know, like, how dare you mandate, you know, that people should get the jab or they lose their job. Hear, hear, mate. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, he's been very clever in the way he's done it. He's basically tied it to that, look, everyone needs to work. Everyone's got bills to pay. You know, it's a case of, you know, that people have to do that weighing and balancing act. And a lot of people have been coerced into getting the jab against Force their will. Even. Yeah, mm. that's right. Uh, that's right. And it's and it, and what's also been very clever of him is being able to push it one step removed and then get the employers to enforce mm. that upon their employees because everybody's got debt and everybody needs to pay the bills. And then everyone's got that fear of well, of being unemployed, you know. And, what and not everyone's used to being broke, right? So a lot of people go straight out of school, straight into a job. They develop an existence that they become very familiar with. And then you put a massive hiccup in the middle of that. People can't cope. Yeah, that's right. It's a traumatising time. I mean, look, I mean, I'll, uh, admittedly, when he first announced lockdowns, and I thought that was, that was, you know, that's a sensible strategy, you know, in terms of being able to shut the country down. You know, we are an island after all, and it's easy enough to be able to shut down international visitors that no one gets out, no one, get, no one leaves. You know, no one comes in and turn Australia into a fortress Australia, as it were, and shut ourselves out from the rest of Australia. But, you know, you see all these things happening with QR codes and a mandatory vaccination, and you're thinking, well, you know, what else is going on here, you know? Is is this a bit of a dry run to see how far can I take away people's liberty before people push back? And for a lot of people, they rolled over. They just yep. rolled over and took the jab. Yep. I mean, mm. for various reasons, you know, and that's okay. You know, that, that you know, if you want to take the jab, go get the jab. But if you don't want to get the jab, that's fine as well. But what they shouldn't be doing is discriminating against people who don't want the jab. It is an experimental vaccine. That's the point, mate. That's the point. And I, I just mentioned this a little earlier on. What really got my back up about it was that um, there was no testing. And I come from a medical family. My father was a doctor, my mother was a theatre nurse. Typical story that I grew up hearing about all of these things. And so I went straight to, well, hang on, what about informed consent? Mm. And, of course, straight away I went up and double-checked on what the meaning of that was and looked in the immunisation handbook, which is part of our health legislation. And fair enough, it was right there. You have the right to informed consent consent and all of a sudden that became an obligation Mm, that's right no 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 i'm sorry marky mark but no if if i wanted to be part of the experiment if i if i felt that i needed to be okay fair enough but this was something we were forced into so i lost my job i'm sure you guys have lost your jobs as well or yeah no no. you've been able to continue to work correct do you feel that it's been Normalization. Mm. They're, they're trying to normalize this mandated. The government runs you now, right? They they own you in a sense. Well, you have to get a you have to get a job. It, it was very much coerced. They, they said they very much tried to own you. Mm. You know, you you can't work. I mean, how many people got sacked? I, well, and it blew my mind to see seventy nurses at one time all crying with their kids, and no politicians came out to say anything to them. They're just chucked. So I realized that then mm. it was a big shocking moment to see the nurses all out there crying, they got their kids, and um, basically, it was, I realised that they don't give a shit about us, and that you're on your own. Yep. Yep. 
Man, both major parties have sold us out as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's all well and good for the opposition leader, David Honey, to come out and say, well, look, you know, let's all scrap the mandates, but where the heck was he when, mm. uh, when the mandates were coming Mate, in? It's almost point. like as if, well, now that we've got just about everybody, every man and his dog in WA jabbed, now all of a sudden he's coming and saying, oh, yeah, now let's just get the Mate, mandates David, out. David Honey's a fraud. He's a, I, I think at very least, he's a neocon. Um, it's not lost on me that if you look at the Melbourne rallies that occurred and, and the ones in Canberra as well, mm. lots of supporting politicians at those rallies. Here in Western Australia, we've seen none. Mm, that's right. Well, apart there, from the freedom parties. Yeah, apart from the, there was actually one politician. We're going to give a shout out to uh, Sophia Morbon from the, I think it's the Legalized Cannabis Party. The med- oh. medicinal can. Look, she made an effort, and look, Sophia, if you're out there, look, we're not going to forget you. I, I do remember we had a brief interview with you, but I saw you speak speak one time. So actually, might might contact her again, get her on the get her mm. on the air. Yeah, but mate, is it up to the people that are fighting for freedoms to chase their representative well. politicians? I don't think so. Sorry, I'm meeting with them. I'm, I'm I'm speaking with my mouth full. You are. He's he's very rude. We got some. Is Ian's coming here? He's dropping off some views. It looks like. Look at that. Very nice. Oh wow! Oh, champion. We love you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank Six. you very much. Cheers. Sixty thirty. Cheers. And 60, now you guys 30. ordered the pericarditis chicken, didn't you? Yes. Oh, yes. Pericarditis yeah. chicken burger. Crispy. The pericarditis chicken crispy burger. Have you got it right there, Effie? Uh, yes, the crispy pericarditis chicken burger and chips. Did you both have the same thing, did you? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I ordered it today. Yep. Oh, my husband's ordered the Adolf Marx oh, Adolf, okay, schnitzel, yeah. schnitzel and chips. Oh, yeah, mm. das ist gut. Das ist gut. Das ist gut. E- Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Ja, ich spreche ah. Deutsch. Oh, ich, ich, ich bin Deutsch. Deutschlerner. Oh. Du bist ein Deutschlerner. <laughs> oh, here we go. Scheiße, I don't know. ist Schweinhund. Ja, das kann man sagen. Oh, please interpret. Please interpret. for our German audiences out there. Mm. Yeah. Um, My German's not that great. Well, it sounded pretty good. It sounded pretty good. Thank good. you. Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, I think. I speak German with an Australian accent and back to front because the German and the English um, language, the way that you put the words are different. The language structure, yeah. sentence structure, that's the way. Well, like uh, like the, the sentence I just said, which I only know a few, but it was, I will German learn. <laughs> you know, ich will Deutsch lerner. <laughs> you know, but, you know, in English we say, I will learn German, but, you know, they move things well, around a little bit. My friend Rosie By the way, German, we, English is a Germanic language. It's in the cl- the family, so English is not a separate language. I mean, it's a family, but I mean, hmm. I think the head of the family is like German comes under the umbrella of the English language. A little fun fact out there, I'm yeah, throwing out. And there, Italians, guys. I'm same, full of fun right? facts. You are, mate. Italian in Italian, Portuguese, French. Uh, what's the other one? Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, and they they're sort of another family group, right? Yeah, qu- closely related. Like the Romantic languages. Romantic, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think French is oh, more difficult. I always is say this that a, French is this a is pub discussion? It is. We're doing a pub this discussion. Is this yeah, into something very. Is anybody speak French? Comment vas tu? Oui, oui. Merci beaucoup. Omelette de fromage. Très bien, mon chéri. Fromage. Mon petit pois. Oi, oi. Is this a. Is it. 
we're, we're in a pub, right? We are, we are in a pub and we're live. I've got to tell you guys about this. When I was young and travelling, I slept with a French girl. And she started going, wee wee. And I, I lost it. <laughs> you slept with a French girl. And I couldn't she went, believe it. She, she said, said wee, wee wee or went wee wee. Wee wee. Oh. Wee. He's and bra- I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to get home and tell the boys. I think he's bragging, but you know. I am, I am bragging. I thought it would be a funny pub story. but anyway, I heard, Usually they just sort of howl in the same, never mind. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Scotty. So, how many beers have you had? Anyway, no, I haven't had many. <laughs> so, Effie, it's Steve. You're here. Um, let's let's try and get back on track. Andrew, um, bringing up these stories, like you know, dragged us in the gutter a little bit. Can you can you like, get us that, back everyone. onto the straight and narrow path and and give us some of your thoughts as being part of the community here and what's going on in the in the freedom movement. Mm. I think it's been absolutely amazing being part of the freedom movement. You meet these people that you've never known before and all of a sudden you're family. You know, you've met people um, from all sorts of different backgrounds, different languages, different cultures, um, different religions, and nobody discriminates against each other. So you just love and accept each other, you know? But hasn't it's been it, hasn't it been an yeah. adventure? Absolutely. Look, I was a... I was a law-abiding citizen, right? Oh, and I too. still am. But now it's very, very commonplace to have interactions of arguments with the police. <laughs> Watching people getting arrested, possibly getting arrested ourselves. <laughs> well, look, just regarding the police, I think we need to remember that the police are caught in, this, in the middle too. And we have many... Look, I know quite a few um, mums that are in, the, in our movement. They got children who are police officers, so we definitely do not want to make the police our enemy. I mean, we no, want to bring them because this is a goal of n- how. N- n- not talking about no, that. I know, but the authoritarian regimes out there around the world that tested through history, going back to whatever they need this divide and rule. They need to get the police force as opposing the public that they can control them. So mm. we definitely don't want to do that. Mm. So anyway, but a lot of police are secretly. You know, they're, they're doing... Nobody, everybody's sick of this bullshit. Yeah. The lies, because basically... I'll, I'll throw a second to you guys. I basically view it as every single pillar of of the mandates that the governments have installed, thrown upon us, all of them are complete, basically, failures. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the mandate... Uh, sorry, the lockdowns, the PCR testing... Uh, the social distancing and the, uh, the the jab itself. I think they're complete and utter failures, as are the governments, as the current governments now. Well, this, this why, why do you think that is? Well, if we we look at the social distancing, that was you know coming out as, as completely made up. They don't, they they came up with some figure or one point five or whatever it is. Yeah, mate. The PCR testing. The if we look at the inventor of the PCR test, the inventor of the the, the, the so-called mRNA, mRNA yep. they both said it's cr- don't do it. It's crap. Kerry Mullis, who invented the PCR, though he's passed away, he came out strongly. And nothing against. has nothing has really worked. Anything they've done, it's all bullshit. How how can we have a system where you walk into a pub and you cannot? Right now, at the moment, in Western Australia, the insanity of this: you can walk into a pub with no with no passport, but. You can't you you can't work you can't work behind the bar. Yeah, it's, what the hell? It, it's it's that's why when you, you have to look at it, and we have to take these politicians for what they are clowns. McClown is a particular one, but it's completely utterly stupid of all 
Mm. Yeah. Uh, I know. just seen a friend of mine who just came in. Anyway, Mel, how you doing? Right. Talk to those guys over there. They're all the Freedom Party, party guys. Just go introduce yourself. Yeah. We've got a guest potentially yeah. lining up, which is going to be great. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so now, you guys, what do you think about the idea of a Freedom Ball? Not necessarily getting dressed up in tights. <laughs> I, I think people are getting pretty broke over here in WA. We've been going through this for a long time. But a celebration night. Good. Sounds it's like a good, good sounds like a plan. Yeah. Celebrate. Hmm. Good. I'm, I'm thinking it'd be a good night. He's too. organising a ball. Yes, and we'd all. Um, I'm just not saying, too formal. I'm just, I'm just, I'm yeah, just we, we. I think we need to checking it out. Yeah, we need to, um, you know, bond with our common fellow um, freedom comrades in arms. It's good yeah. to get to know people. Mm. Yeah. Because oftentimes, if you go to rallies and you see people, but then you might not know. Who they are? What's their story? Yeah, that's why right. are they here? So if you actually get to meet people, um, it's really great. So it's good when you have those situations when you are able to meet people and you know them by name, um, and you know you know why they're in the fight or where they live, and it's good to you know get out and meet these people and make sure that people know that they're not alone. There's yeah. so many people out there that's in the right. community. They think they're alone. They yes. think they're the only ones that think differently to the mainstream media yeah um so letting everybody know that hey you're not alone you know there's a whole heap of us that that's right have and an I, issue. I mean mm. and you I guys are a married couple How, you guys are all good with it you're on the same page we that's are correct yeah that's yeah great. that's a tell us about that experience oh well, yeah go on yeah go on yeah, yeah, sorry go on. I threw a no 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 there, no, no go ahead yeah, tell us about that that um the fact that a couple you know you're united in this mm. yeah or, well, yeah, I mean, for me, it's a case of, well, these, look, the vaccinations are experimental and I've heard reports of people, you know, they've had adverse reactions after getting their jabs. So, and I've had not just anecdotally or, you know, from third-party sources, you've had, I know, people, you know, I know friends of mine, you know, who've had adverse reactions, you know, from getting the jab. So, you know, one person had... But er- early on, be- did that just all feel wrong to you mm-hmm. or... Was there something specific that triggered you to being... Well, for me, it's a case of we had the virus come out in 2020 and then we had all these lockdowns and then the, and then just as quickly they suddenly had this vaccination that they were able to roll out. And yeah. it's like, well, doesn't it normally take, like, years, years. of trials before yeah. they can release it and make sure that it's safe? It's, you know, they approved it for emergency use, sure, but then the government's just pushing it, and that's the main narrative. It's get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, the main, get even vaccinated. Even when you realise that if the emergency declaration wasn't there, it'd be illegal to administer those shots. I don't know about you guys, but to me, that's a distinction that's um, far too strong to think that that's going to be okay if uh, if I took it. And then what's disappointing as well is, like, you know, Scott Morrison's going out there saying, "Well, oh, there's no mandatory vaccination." Yep, mandate out there. Everyone remembers that moment. And yet, well, okay, well, if that's the case, then you're either living in the Canberra bubble for too long or you're lying. So, you know... And you if know, he was lying, mate. Yeah. He's, he's, he's National he's, Cabinet meeting. He's gone down, hasn't he? I mean, from that moment on when he allowed the premiers to do whatever they want and he didn't do anything, he didn't stand up for anybody, no. did he? No. He's... Compl- oh, look, I know so many liberals liberal who just said, oh, he's full of shit and that... that a, a week, uh, you just let the premiers, basically the dictators, just run the country. 
Yeah. He didn't stand up for us. He's done nothing for us. Down with ScoMo. Yeah. Down with ScoMo. Down yeah. with McClown. Down, Down with McClown as well. Yeah, a lot. So, go with the major. I mean, uh, minors. Dump the majors and vote for the minor minors. parties. Mm-hmm. That's right, yes. Now, do you guys have any preferences or, you know, like, who you're going to vote for or... I would like to vote for Gap. All right. First, well, yeah. I think that um, Rod Cullerton knows a lot about the Constitution, um, and our Constitution's been hijacked recently. And if we've got somebody that knows all about the Constitution that's able to bring that back, it'll be really great for our country. Yeah, he's he's been standing up for a long time. Mm. He has, and yeah. a, and a, a lot of people can see the point that he's trying to make, and <clears throat> I understand that. I really do. And you, Steve, are you, you guys on the same party line? Like, you know, or... Uh, or Maybe. Um, Used to be Liberal voters, not anymore. No, definitely no. not. No, definitely not Liberal. <laughs> Forget them. Forget the Liberal. No, never. Yeah, I'd, it's Labor it's and a, Greens. You know, well. I always use the analogy, it's Coke and Pepsi. Liberal, Labor, Coke mm. and Pepsi. It doesn't make... It, and it doesn't matter whether you're in America, it's the Democrats, Republicans, or England, Labor, and uh, Tory... Party, you know, this is um, the dichotomy of this. It's paradigm, what they call it, you know, the left right. They both, no one tackles the the major issues. They might differ a little bit on the social issues occasionally here to make it appear as if they're really, you know, opposition. But reality is that we're getting, you know, Coke and Pepsi. They're pretty much pushing the same agenda. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, and look, the Greens. Western Labour. They are uh, the biggest fraud in the country. I mean... I know. I used to think that the Greens were all about protecting the environment. And I thought, oh, great. I love protecting the environment. And then I realised what their policies were. And I thought, this is not just about protecting the environment. It's got all sorts of weird, Um, wacky things. They take funding from oil and gas What are some of those weird things they do? Oh, jeez. You can't, you can't list them all. No, there's too much. But basically, they're worse than the Labor Party. Oh, but yeah. you know... Their policies. You know, they go on about all the, their greeny stuff and then they drive all, they all drive cars, they all do all the things that they're protesting against. So, mm. I don't know, I have a little bit of a hard time with that one. Um, down with the Greens. Yep. Down with the Greens. Down, down with, with the Liberal. Greens. Down with down Labor. With all, and the National. Recycle, Let's not forget but, them. You know, down with them. Recycle in your own mm-hmm. right, not... Doing it for the greens, just yeah, yeah. Take care of the planet. Take care of the planet. Um, and I think um, one of the things I love about the AFP is their environmental policies, which is all about returning back to to the traditional way of doing farming. Mm, and cool. it's been shown worldwide by international organisations that if they turned back to those old practices. This idea of elevated levels of carbon dioxide, uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere would be balanced within one year. You're not suggesting that carbon dioxide actually this is, this whole climate change agenda well, I don't is like it's, it's pretty much a big giant fraud again. A technocratic. Uh, they want a number crunch everything. You humans are bad, and you must. Yeah, die. look, it's, it's all an it's an old agenda. Uh, you guys understand all that or you agree with me basically yeah we agree with you yeah, okay yeah. they agree with me that's that's all we uh, that's all we got to hear <laughs> yeah, yeah 
But um, yeah, down with the climate change agenda. It's it's a fake. Uh, it's an agenda. You know, it's interesting how they were pumping out carbon dioxide. You know, that's clo- causing global warming, right? Right. Yep. Causing global warming. Suddenly, the Earth stopped warming. There was a, a period where it just stopped, and suddenly, and you could see the shift in the media. If you follow the media, because really, you could just see it happen almost overnight. Hmm. Oh, it's not not it's not global warming anymore. It's climate change. Oh, but it was yeah. global they just, cooling they just switched before it that. Because they need to. What it is the giant techn the technocracy movement, which is goes back, you know, even over a hundred years ago, right? They, 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 it's they want the. The technocrats, the the specialists in charge, not yep. democracy. They need the scientists in charge, yep. and they need to number crunch everything and create a carbon credit scheme. Yep, that was the whole agenda. It's that they're not going to save anything. I mean, they're not going to stop oil production or anything like that. They're merely going to just uh, turn it into a trading platform. And yeah. then regulate everything. And they get everybody regulated, like they want everybody regulated on your phones, checking in. But mate, social um, credit system. This is what they're doing. Again, for anyone who's willing to scum do, is what they are. Yeah. Anyone who's willing to do just a little bit of research, you can find it very quickly that um, when scientists are up in the Antarctic and or should should I say down in the Antarctic and up in the Antarctic and the Arctic, get it right. I'm on my third beer, everyone. Um, <laughs> They take those ice cores, they drill deep down and they get ice cores that they can go and sample and it shows, no matter where you go, top or bottom, that the carbon dioxide levels were more than double what they are right now, 10,000 years ago. But what correlates with that is a booming in life forms. Mm. Life was booming because lots of carbon dioxide, the trees convert that into oxygen, high levels of oxygen in the atmosphere life just booms yeah but no one wants to understand that no one wants to look into that you can tell I can tell people this all day long and they won't they're like well that's bullshit oh yeah where did you hear that mm-hmm. well I went but they also the found data. tropical plants you know in uh, uh, yes in, they have so of course, climate changes. Uh, well, the planet climate ca- changes, but basically, the idea is that yes, there is climate change, but it is not related to carbon <laughs> carbon dioxide and is controlling of the technocratic digital agenda. Yeah, but and, you know they're going to roll this. They want to roll this out on us too. You know, so Catherine Austin Fitz. Anybody know of her? No, yes, she's 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 very good. Um, she used to be a federal. Uh, I think a sick. sick Assistant Secretary to HUD in America. She's a banker and a finance. Yeah. But the interesting, she describes this um, this thing, this digital biometric identity, as a digital concentration camp. Hmm. That's the social credit system. Yeah. It's just a great analogy. So, Catherine, she and she's quite a reasonable woman. Um, Catherine Austin Fitz. So, um, there you go. A digital concentration uh, camp. I think it's all connected to this. I'm just okay. waving at Lee. He's waving at somebody. He, he looks like he's leaving. How are you guys going? Do you guys want to say, he, um, open up, hit us with anything or whatever you want to do? Because uh, you're our guest. Thank you. Thank you for having gonna, us. Well, do you want to talk? You. You, do you want to go eat or do you want to continue? Shall we? Well, like he was saying before, um, I do feel incredibly blessed that we are on the same page. Yes. Because I have had. Um, conversations with other people in the freedom movement that 
are not on the same page as their partner. And oh, that obviously right. creates massive friction. And then one partner, oh, I've got to get my kids jabbed, and the other partner, please don't. And, you know, so I'm just incredibly blessed that we're both on the same page. You are. You are. Um, yeah, you it's are. brilliant. You are. You are. All right, guys, I think we're going to take a five-minute, no, not a five-minute, a one-minute break. Take a one minute break. Anything last? Steve, you want to say anything? Anything you'd like to mention last before you go? Um, give us a shout out to somebody or don't vote for the major parties. Mm. That's pretty much it. It's brilliant. It's a great yeah. message. And enjoy your. Have you had your pericarditis burger or whatever? Or the, Still waiting the, the, for the that. Noah's. Oh, I hear you. No, no, the. Okay. Okay, well, I'm sure you'll They're going to get their food. I had mine. It was great. Mm. My sleeping with the minister was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. How about the sleeping with a French girl? Wee oui, wee! Oui. Oh mate, that was great. That was a long time ago. Mais I can't non. even remember. It. I just remember that part of the story. Non. All right, guys. Well, we're going to put a tune on. We'll be right back in. Thank one you, Steve and Effie, for umbrella group people and activists. Beautiful. Local. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you.
funny feeling it's not, but it's alright. I don't know, I don't think so. We'll, we'll know later. I haven't had anyone be able to test it. And we're back, and I'm sure everyone has just heard the conversation that we had there while the music was playing. We think it's live, but um, I haven't been able to confirm that it is. It says we're online, we're on air right here, mate. Oh, look, I'm pointing we're at it. We're on air, I can see it. We're on air. It's in red. Must be, must be real. So, welcome back, um, Lee from the Umbrella Group, and Andrew, also part of the Umbrella Group, and everything else. All from Freedom Fighters. Both... Big time you, freedom fighters. Off a beer for me. Yep, they're, um, they're long time freedom fighters in the movement. So who wants to go first? Age before beauty. Oh, yeah, go with Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Who's all older? right? Sorry, at me. All right, so introduce what yourself. What like to know? We had a hoodie down at the wall yesterday. Tell us, oh, okay, I heard yeah, it was tell huge. us about hoodie coming. But tell us who you are. It might be people out there that don't know. Oh, even overseas. So uh, yeah, cool. So okay. you're Lee from blah blah blah. My name's Lee from the uh, Umbrella Group. We're a group of concerned West Australians that uh, stand daily at the wall of the um, governor in Western Australia, who's the only guy with the power to actually dissolve the current parliament before the election cycle ends. And the reason we stand is due to the physical, economic, and psychological harm that the current parliament has been inflicting on the West Australian people. I mean, for those of you overseas, did you know that you can come here for a holiday and it's the state of emergency at the moment? So, yeah. You can, come out, you can come in without being vaxxed? You can come in without being vaxxed, but I can't work in my job you because I haven't work. been vaxxed. And not only that, Lee... They're well, not allowing people here to work because of a stupid... of an insane vax passport that sits on your phone which is complete yeah. bullshit everything is, there's so much bullshit flung around here you need waiters yet the population is sort of half floating on a hopium I don't know hopium they're in bubble world I think but the, not uh, only that if you have had COVID and reported it and so it's on the record you can now go back to work for the next four months yeah Every single thing the government of Western Australia, uh, this mirrors much of the world, every single pillar of their policies has been an utter failure. And it all sort of stems from, you know, the dictators. We've got a few bureaucrats in charge throwing out their insane bullshit laws. And that's why I think that's why the Umbrella Group is standing out there. Now, interesting, also, the Umbrella Group is over 140 days now, haven't it? Um, yeah, I've lost, I'd say we'd be close to 150 now. Uh, 3rd of December I started. Wow. And, and that's uh, every day, right? Every day. Every I, day. I missed three days for my daughter's wedding. But, uh, yeah. Oh. Where's Pretty the media? The, does the, where is the, where's the Western Australian media? Tell us, what media coverage have you actually had? Well, 6P, 6PR gave us fairly favourable. I didn't hear it, but I was told it was good. Uh, Got a, a radio a, station? Yep, 6PR is a talk, talk radio station in Western Australia. And um, they came up on segregation day. It was the day that uh, the unjabbed were not allowed to enter premises left, right and centre. So um, the... Uh, you got a little bit of coverage that day? Coverage that day, thank you. Uh, I think the ABC came down and uh, a couple of the major networks, but they waited until there was a small group towards the end and took a shot of that and said there was hardly anyone there. Of course. We had about a 1,000 people there over a three-hour period. 
and uh, 6PR did come up and ask me to give a sound bite, which was uh, quite favourably portrayed apparently on the the morning show on 6PR. But I didn't I didn't actually hear it myself. I just uh, right. was told that by someone in the group who heard it. And, of course, we're joined by Andrew, a very regular fixture in the freedom movement at the protests. Welcome, mate. Um, hey, guys. Hey. hey. Uh, tell us, um, what is it that you're so well known about? He's a flag bearer as well. <laughs> <laughs> I call it a totem pole now. It's a bloody big flagpole you carry, mate. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's a, an extendable flagpole that... Got start off with three. He's got four flags on it now, and uh, yeah, I lug it around as often as I can, as best I can. And you were there in the Langley Park when um, all the arrests took place, weren't you? I was there earlier. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I what, know. I did you get arrested? No, nah, I actually because um, I got kicked out of there after about twenty minutes. Yeah, and no, I left a bit early to go to a um, something else I had committed to. And when I went to come back, it had all had gone down. There's like nothing to go back to. I was planning to stay that night, but didn't happen. Right. Was this on the first night? Uh, yeah. Right. Yep. Because that's... I missed the second night. I'm still getting over it. Um, I had the unusual experience of being invited to stay at Wayne Glue's house for the night. Right. Which was a very, very interesting experience. I'll never forget that one. Mm. But um, I do have a little bit of regret that I missed that second night in Langley Park because it was just... Uh, historical. Absolutely, yeah. So it was the first night. Yeah. It was historical. Although, uh, a night with Wayne Glue, you would have learned a few things. That was historical. <laughs> I, I don't know if... I, actually, is that the right word for it? Probably. It was for me, anyway. Mm. Um, got about two hours sleep that night. Yeah. Um, I was fairly disturbed by the time I went to bed. Uh, yeah, just to clarify, the discussion, you're talking about political discussions. They didn't get any sleep and there was, a night with Wayne There Glue. was a lot of mm. political Completely discussion. political stuff, guys. Don't... It, it was, and it was all above board, of course. Um, but uh, I don't know if the government would see it that way. Anyway, I'm sure they heard it all. I'm sure Wayne's under heavy, heavy uh, surveillance. Oh yeah, that was is. the other thing that kept me up at night. I'm <laughs> thinking I'm here now. <laughs> they definitely know all about me. But anyway, that's all right. We're we're all in the same boat here. We, well, that's right. Yeah, yes. we're definitely marked. Lead you. Have you had any instances of points in time where you've thought, hmm, my phone's being bugged? Uh, I've had some strange telephone behaviour and mm. uh, some other strange happenings. I think yeah. we've all experienced mm. that, right? Scotty? Put, put it this way, I've started turning my location off. Oh, look, you know what? Um, I've had this discussion with a few people and I know there are people who go along to the, the rallies, uh, not the protests... Um, and they don't, they leave their phones at home. And I said to them, what the fuck would you do that for? I bring mine because I want them to know that I'm there. Mm. And honestly, yeah. I think that's the only way to go. Don't hide anything. Well, yeah, when I'm not banned, I, like, post where I am. And I just know... On Facebook or something? Yeah, on Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Facebook. Do that, uh, yeah, Facebook. That check-in thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and say nothing, just put it out there. And then I'll get messages from uh, Facebook friends that know that that's what's what going mean. on and yep. getting Beautiful. the thumbs up sort of thing. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's very strategic. Mm. You've got to be subtle sometimes. Oh, that's what we need. That's what we need. That's the new, the new form of communication. <laughs> yeah. Don't say what's going on. Just say where you are. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Lovely. 
Um, yep. I know. Uh, Lee, tell us about Hoodie. Yeah, Hoodie yeah. came down yesterday. It was nice to meet him. Uh, I had spoken to him on the phone back in December. This is yeah. Captain Graham Hood. Captain Graham Hood, the, the Qantas pilot. former Qantas pilot who's Qantas been pilot. a freedom fighter movement in mainly main the eastern states, but he's here in WA. I would yeah. like to say he would have to be in the leadership group of the Australian resistance. Would that be yeah. a fair yeah, call? Yeah, he's right up there. He yeah. went mega viral with his... Um, what do you call it? He's, he's, post, he's, uh, post. He posted a video about why he left Qantas, and internationally, there was millions of views. Yeah. Hmm. I'd say uh, Hoodie's like our national chaplain. And uh, with yeah. Hoodie, I saw that post that night, and it was three hours on the little timestamp. I was so taken by it, I, um, I sent him a friend's request, and I messaged him, Saying that man, that was just so awesome. Um, incredibly um, brutally honest in some parts. If you've seen it, you know what I mean. Um, I was just taken how honest and raw it was. He accepted my friend's request, and we were messaging for a little while. But given he's on the other side of the country, it was very late at night, mm. and then he was just overwhelmed. And I, um, my last message didn't get replied, which was cool because it's like it's hanging out there. How many millions of followers would that guy have right now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, Andrew, I was like you. I, I'm i pretty certain I saw his video around the three hours mm. after it came out, and that was it. I was, I mean, I was, I was, I, I was tuned into everything mm. you could possibly get tuned yeah. into it in those days. I mean, I've got to be honest, I've stepped back a little bit now. But um, I, I mean, you guys would all be the same, right? We've met some famous people during our little time doing mm. these, this activism, and uh, I don't care about it. But geez, I was stoked to um, meet and, and speak to Graham Hood the other mm. day. That was amazing for me. I mean, I really treasure people that uh, have some serious substance about them. I mean, I couldn't give a damn about um, sitting down with a movie star, I really mm. couldn't. Mm. But that man is a hero, and um, I am so excited that he's here in Perth for the next few weeks. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so he did say he's going to come down a, a few times. He's away for a few days down south. Yeah. But he spoke at yeah, the... When he um, said when he's back in Perth, he'll be back down on the wall with us. So, um, now when, he, when he was there the other day at the Umbrella Group, he, he led a prayer. Uh, but tell us about the uh, how you felt, because he was... To me, there was a feeling that he was appealing directly to Governor Kim Beasley. And yeah. there's something weird that day. I could feel something strange Absolutely. in the air. To, to, yeah. Hit, hit yeah. Me, oh, well, I, I did my uh, spiel into the governor's gate and, um, and then introduced him. I said, I've got someone here from the East Coast that you may know. Apparently, he's been on two flights with uh, Kim and, and, wow. and uh, notified his wife on another flight when Kim had to be evacuated from Parliament House. So um, Hoodie went into that and spoke to him and uh, appealed as we do for him to do the right thing. But uh, interestingly, um, towards the end of that, Kim came out of Government House and stood side on, clearly listening. Wow. For probably uh, somewhere between five and ten minutes. And uh, Hoodie was... uh, I, I grabbed the speaker that we have back for our people and pulled it over to the gate so that it went across him to hear better. Beautiful. And then I, uh, in turn, jumped on the mic and said a bit more afterwards and then uh, went down. I went down the other gate 
footy stayed at the main gate. It, you just really sensed something was going to happen. Everyone that I've spoken to... That close, I reckon. Yeah. I regret not being there that day. I, I knew it was on, but I also knew that I had three other events that day. So, um, But, Lee, let's just go back a step. Just for the people who aren't familiar with what you do, um, every morning you... Uh, you all line up in a silent protest with your umbrellas, right? 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. We uh, we gather at the governor's. Um, usually, oh, there's no set time. Then uh, at some point, one or a couple of us will get up and uh, say some words, give some news from the day, whatever. Yep. And uh, if we have a special guest, we might get them to speak. Then we'll go into uh, playing... The last post for those Anzacs that fought and died for the freedoms. Every day. Every day. Yes, beautiful. And we honour the Anzacs before we play it. Yep. Um, we're playing this for the Anzacs that fought and died for uh, our freedoms, which are being removed from us almost daily, and West Australians that have been harmed physically, psychologically and economically by this overreaching government. And we'll line across the wall and uh, usually give a good five-minute silence after that, send that energy to the wall, and then... Uh, Someone will ring the uh, security bell and, and speak to the governor with a, Via with a given the security message. gate. Yeah, yeah. We recorded, of course. As and well. it's so powerful, um, mate. I've got to tell you a story about Anzac Day. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, Lee and you and your crew arranged a very special Anzac Day ceremony for the freedom fighters who were all locked out of the traditional ceremonies to commemorate freedoms that were fought and paid for in blood uh, for, for what we have here in Australia. The irony of that is epic, and I had this conversation with uh, a couple of the veterans. Mm. And uh, in this bizarre world of mass psychosis that we live in these days, those people didn't understand my point. <laughs> Which well, really saddened me. And mm. I mean, I had some great conversations. There was one in particular that I actually did the interview with. And he effectively said, Oh, you look, those freedom fighting people, those freedom people should just uh, shut up and do what they're told. And they all just blah, 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 is what he said to me. Mm. <clears throat> I am going to post that, by the way. I have had that said to me. Yeah. But uh, our Premier had come out and said, uh, You should. Uh, stand at the end of your driveway in honour of the Anzacs. Oh, and, and you know there were people that was a red flag to a bull to us. Yeah. Ah, and you know what? I was I've been shocked in the conversations I've had in the last few days. There were lots of people who did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're posting on fake, fake book and um, yeah, fake book. Yeah, a couple yeah, of things on what you've touched on. Uh, um, <clears throat> I think with hoodie, when you're with hoodie, there's something spiritual about being in his presence. He's um, a very he's a very religious man, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's yeah, but he's uh, he's, he's cool such about an it. Honourable, yeah. heroic, honest. Man. He's just honest about yeah, it. And yeah. uh, when you mention about meeting significant people, um, the last time I was at the umbrella group, uh, met Michael Griffith from um, Cafe Lockdown. Mm-hmm. He is so cool. He just has this really chilled vibe about him. Even though there's all these people wanting to catch up with him, he's got time for everyone. <clears throat> Uh, yep. with, with the um, Anzac Day and the Dawn Service. So um, when I heard the nonsense for um, Anzac Day 2021, uh, 
I was like, nah, not having any of that. So I took the three sons to the Joondalup uh, memorial area. We were the public. I got a wow. photo. I, I took the photo of the three boys. There is no one else on the lawn. There's two police and one council guy that raised and lowered the flag. We were the public. Unbelievable. Hmm. Yet in the city there were tens of thousands of people. I mean, I think uh, the Navy fielded about 3,000 just in their parade. Hmm. That was, yeah. It was quite special, the parade, I, I, I feel. Um, yeah, and I thought the parade was good. Um, interestingly, they only wanted 500 at Kings Park, but they had thousands marching down the street with people. Wasn't it bizarre? An hour later. Yeah. We had a couple of thousand, I, I reckon, uh, down for our service. Yeah. Who are the freaks that make these rules? I know. Because you are freaks, whoever yeah. you are. are. Are you talking about the government? Oh. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the bureaucrats, government. I think. The bureaucrats, yeah, <laughs> the, the freaks. But And then you've got the situation yeah. where uh, two days after Anzac Day, after all of this stand at the end of your driveway, don't gather in large numbers, oh, we're going to lift it now and Friday night you can have 60,000 at the footy, a full capacity crowd. Well, again, as the point's been made a few Sick. times here today, that it's, uh, it's all for money. It's all about money. Mm. It's all uh, part of a plan. It is. Well, now money, we Money and control. Yeah, the control is the plan. Now we know what they've been talking about at the G7 and the Chogham meetings for decades. We're getting photos taken. We're getting photos. Okay. Okay. Have a look at... Uh, Sharon, come yeah. up here. Come up here and say hello. <laughs> she comes. Another one of the crew that's always around, stirring up trouble. She's a little troublemaker, though. She's got... <laughs> her pranks are legendary. Her yeah. pranks are legendary. Yeah, there's a few amongst them. It's great. Yeah, we've got some real characters, haven't yeah. we? And it's been an absolute joy to hang out with all of these people and, uh, you know, make all new friends and new family, really. Yeah, it's a yeah, new tribe. It is. It's been sensational. Yeah. It's been a, it's a very adventurous and fulfilling time is the way I look at it at the moment. I mean, as much as... Uh, it's also quite traumatic. I don't know how long it'll be before I'm living on the street. Uh, mm. I think there's a few of us in that boat, more than a few. I'm going straight to your house, Mark McGowan, your front lawn. Mm. That's where my swag's going to be set up. Mm. I don't care how many of your where, offices Where is right his now. front lawn going to be? <laughs> Mount Lawley, apparently. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't, we can't talk about that. I've, um, I've sort of tongue-in-cheek joked with uh, you know, fellow truthers meetings and rallies etc that we're going to be neighbours at that camp they're building at Pierce yeah oh 100% <laughs> we are 100% we are uh, anyway we're going to keep on fighting on and um, we're going to make a difference aren't we Scotty absolutely well if you want to see what's coming just take a look at France right. Macron just got uh, re-elected well supposedly mm. and two days later digital passports have been yeah announced yeah announced yeah yeah What's well, been announced the, here in the Australia. digital concentration camp, as Catherine Alston Fitz describes it, it's coming. Uh, Looks, it's been in the agenda for many, many years. Oh, any variant, you know, they used to joke about, oh, they're going to microchip you, or whatever. You know, these these are all these go back thirty years ago. People talking about it, but we can see the digital passport coming in, the increasing censorship. I mean, it's. Anybody, everybody should know now that YouTube and the Google and, 
and the mainstream media are controlled. Opposition? Yeah. Well, is that what it is? is it opposition? Some controlled opposition, but I mean, you know, they're limited. Interference. They control the narrative, so hmm. you know, it doesn't matter whether a a small article escapes out exposing the truth. It's the narrative they need to control. Yeah. So, and 1930s, we had, you know, it was commonly known as book burning. Yeah. Hmm. Today we have the the modern book burning is simply the censorship, cancel culture. Yeah. The cancel the digital culture, gulag. The, the digital gulag. Uh, it's as real, yeah. As any, as you can, you know. I can't believe that sure. more people didn't see the censorship two years ago like I did. I started. I remember I, I first heard the report about some dumbass eating a snake that ate a bat, and it all imploded from there. And they're going, "Hang on, this doesn't add up." Then started looking a little, found some info, found some experts from um, overseas. Started with a guy called. Uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman and Dr. Judy Makovich, they made a lot of sense. What was going on didn't make sense. Then those clips started disappearing off YouTube. And it's yeah. like, hang on, this is censorship. And I'd be talking to people around me in the, you know, the, the normal world then, um, people in like my then real world, and it was over the head they weren't getting. I'm going, hang on, we're in times of censorship. That's right. Don't you get that? And they're going, right. no, what? That's right. <laughs> Mate, wow. and the, the scariest thing that could happen to a free world is censorship. Yeah. By mm. far. Well, anyway. it's, it's as real as anything. But, you know, um, just going back, you know, in the 1970s, it, I think it was the church committee in the U.S., they had this, you know, Mockingbird. You probably guys all know about it. But, yeah, Operation you know, And when they asked William Colby, who was the former CIA director, who instantly died in very mysterious circumstances and drowning in the Potomac River. But anyway, they, they asked him about, you know, what is the effect of the uh, assets that you had? with this? Did the CIA control the media? And he said, well, you know, he said, yeah, yeah, we had all that. And then they said, do we have it now? And he said, well, look, I'm paraphrasing him, but he basically said, look, I'll have to answer that in executive session. Yeah. So that that's in the seventies, and that that's in, in the Mockingbird and all that, and all those, the controlling was started in the fifties. Pro- earlier, there's earlier elements in that World War One, the controlling of the cables from Britain to America. But it, this this goes on. Hmm. Censorship is control, the control of the narrative. But I think in the Gulf War, if you'll notice that the first Gulf War, the, in the second Gulf War, the second Gulf War, the media was all on board. But then after when things started hitting the sh- when the shit started hitting the fan. It got bad for them. So I think since the period of the second Gulf War to now, which was in 2022, they've learned, they've had to say, oh, we've got to up the, they've, they've adapted. And, and look, it's hard to find you know, concrete evidence. I'm just looking at the narrative, mm. at seeing how the evidence, what it appears to be, you know. Mm. They've, they've learned how to control everything. But this is the thing, right? As soon as they you open your eyes and you start looking into anything in history, you will see very quickly that, Nothing adds up. Two and two does not equal four in any case. There's always something funny going on. I think the uh, perception and the reality are often two very different things. Yes. And when you're talking about the media and the Gulf War, CNN had reporters embedded in the military. They were in the tanks driving across the desert playing Metallica. And now now we're going to have a 10, 12 people agency set up for disinformation. Yeah. <laughs> two um, plus two equals five. I, I think oh, yeah. you mentioned that at the Umbrella Group the other day, didn't yes, you? Yes, yeah, it was on the non-transparent uh, board. 
Two plus two equals five, five which mm. is a reference to the uh, government. It was the yeah, exactly. 1984. Yeah, the yeah. book. Yeah. yeah, Orwell. Yeah. yeah. So, and and who um, discerns what is this disinformation? Oh. It's probably the pertinent question. Well, it's yeah. the social media groups, isn't it? The, the same ones that... Uh, well, in the, at the I, moment... I had a little run-in with a fake book. It's the first one I've had, actually, funnily enough. Well... About two weeks ago. I thought you'd I, be a veteran. Yeah. I post a fair bit of stuff. I haven't been on the radar, but I am now. <laughs> and uh, I put up the video of Dr. Robert Malone uh, giving his five points on the COVID under-question thing with Senator Malcolm Roberts. Mm-hmm. And that video was based on the evidence he gave to the US Supreme Court which successfully helped overturn four out of five um, mandates that Biden had put out there. Yeah. So it's legit information. Hmm. Anyway, I get hit with a, uh, a your, your threat. No, a threat, no, uh, a threat and you're, you're, sh- you're uh, sharing misinformation, etc. Oh, of course And yeah. it didn't have anywhere for me to type but it had a series of uh, check boxes and one of them was I disagree and I just hit that yeah and about a week later they came back and went your post has been reinstated we're sorry we got it wrong this time blah, blah, blah. wow that's awesome <laughs> well Lee I've got to tell you um, I've been um, a YouTuber for dead on 10 weeks now I'm at the end of my 10th week um, I reckon I've got about 5 days before the account gets deleted <laughs> yeah uh, and yet it went along quite swimmingly for a while there, but then suddenly one day I lost 50 subscribers and then I went from about, I don't know, 800, 900 uh, views or even more to around about 100 overnight. I, that, I was hearing that um, back in the US election period, people were saying they were overnight they were losing tens of thousands of followers yeah. on yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and of course, yeah. we're, I mean, Scotty's got a fairly good um, subscribership. I certainly know I'm brand new at all this, but um, I, I mean, I've, I've overstepped the mark and literally... The I think you uh, Andrew you were in the Midland protest weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that I mean that became fairly adventurous at the end. We can talk about that in a second. But to begin with, it was just people lined up on the road, and I literally went out there that day with the objective of just doing a little bit of, of behind the scenes shots, but primarily interviewing. And I didn't let one person go that day. There was only about thirty people, and I asked every single one of them if they'd speak to me, and quite a few did. And I, I honestly thought that uh, I, I put the video together and uploaded and I thought, you know what, that's pretty innocuous, you know, that, that, mm. there's nothing wrong with that, but there was something bugging me. Anyway, within the first hour, about 250 views and then boom, she's gone. Yeah. And I got a strike. And I, when I watched it back, I thought, yeah, okay, I should have expected that. But isn't it hard to live one reality to then have to infuse with a completely other reality, which is the online hmm. we shouldn't guardians ex- of the gate kind of thing. We shouldn't have to be expecting that. <laughs> and if you're, if you're just, uh, you know, people are just expressing their opinion and they're being honest, yep. and it's a collective of honest opinions, that's, that should be more than acceptable. To have that removed is unacceptable. It absolutely is, mate, and I feel the same way. Um, mm. It'd be different if I was on the thing being the person who's the, whatever you want to call me, but mm. saying all these things and ranting and raving, but it was members of, effectively, members mm. of the public giving their honest opinions. Yeah. 
I mean, what happens if I went and did, a, say, a man on the street type thing in um, the, the mall in Perth and just asked people for their honest opinions and they all said, oh, yeah, you know, they, they made threatening and demonising comments about the so-called anti-vaxxers, I'm sure that would be okay. Hmm. I'm sure there'd be no censorship in that case. Well, I guess because it's the narrative. Goes against the narrative. Mm. That's right. Well, gentlemen, with that, shall we wrap that up, go to a quick break? Yeah. It looks like we're at Any that Final point. comments from... A quick shout-out from me to uh, Sally McManus, the ACTU secretary who wandered down to the wall and then quickly disappeared from behind a bus stop. I saw your post about Sally that. McManus, that's yep. her name? On the 20th of yep. uh, September now this is last the- year, she was on the ABC 7.30 report and within 37 seconds sold the Australian workforce down the river, this in my opinion. This is the union boss. Yep. Yeah. So this is how the wow. unions have completely betrayed the Australian worker. Oh, well. Sally I guess McManus. We've, we've got to be vaccinated to create a safe workplace. Lee, that's how, it's how be. This compliance, this un, uncourageous attitude of sick... Conformance. Lee, that was incredible spotting. It was you that actually spotted her. No, no, it? I was told she was there. They said they thought she was there and, I had, and it was her. Yeah, yeah wow. And uh, then I went looking for her and she disappeared. Wow. It was a pretty slick operation. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you think the purpose of her going for a walk down there was? Uh, she'll be in town, I'm guessing, for the Labor Party launch, and uh, which is, I think, this week. Sometime. And do you think that she just thought, oh, I'll come and have a look at these umbrella people? Just as it was it a bit of a tourist attraction, do you think? Yeah, or? perhaps. Or, just or to get under my skin, perhaps as well. Which it did. Really? Why is well, it? Are you able I'll to tell you, I'll tell you why it did. Yeah. Because for seven months, I've been wondering what's going to happen to my livelihood, my career. Mm. As a firefighter? Yeah. I've lost it. Yes, I've lost my And she, yeah. she didn't lose it for me, but we, at that time, our group that didn't want to take an experimental drug, were wondering, we've got to get to the union, get the union on board and see if they'll support us and yeah. all this sort of stuff. And then I was... I don't think I watch... I don't watch TV, so I must have seen it online and it was put up that night that she was on. Sally McManus... Mm. I'm pretty sure, as I recall, it was a 20-minute interview, but the current one, when you go back and find it, is three and a half, so it might have been edited down. Right. But uh, that doesn't really matter. But 37 seconds in, uh, it was around the construction workers in Melbourne, and her response was, oh, well, I guess if we've we've all got to be vaccinated to make a safe workplace, that's the way it's got to be. And you know right there and then, with a person of that power in the union movement in Australia, we're gone. You You reckon there was a payoff there? Well, perhaps not a financial one. It might be uh, favours down the track, etc. There's some some form of exchange. Nevertheless, the the union movement has completely betrayed the Australian workers. They've rolled over Australia wide. I don't know of an example where they haven't. Correct me if I'm wrong. I would love to know what power brought all this together for every single. I mean, we were talking about the mining bosses earlier. And, you know, I brought up the, sub, the fact that um, when the mining taxes were going to be increased, they all went berserk about that. And there was hundreds of thousands of dollars a week being spent on media campaigns. Mm. But zip in this scenario. Yeah. 
So the unions uh, have sold us out for decades before. Now, anyway, this is the the final straw, cherry on top. This is the full stop. You know, cross the it's T. It's all sort out of thing. in the open now, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. all yeah. out in the open. I'd like to. Um, I think it's really important that you guys get acknowledgement. Yeah. The free media. This this um, campaigning that's been on pretty much been on the go for like say two years. Without you guys putting yourselves out there with your time and resources to record it, time after to you know edit it or whatever you need to do to put it up, you know, run the risk of you know getting crucified by like say YouTube, all what you go through. Um, but without you guys recording it, because we now we have an archive of this historic yeah, time through you guys, through your eyes, and your um, your uh, direction. Um, it, I don't think it would have lasted as long. Do you know what? I mean, well, I appreciate that. I'm sure Scotty does as well. Um, I was a fairly late coming to that. I, I was very heavily involved from the get-go. I mean, I, I was uh, flown off-site on the 9th of November, and then I haven't been paid since the 1st of December. Um, but uh, for me, I went straight into uh, finding people who were prepared to litigate, and we ended up forming a group of nearly 2,000 people, um, and we're in full process uh, mm. to litigate it against the government and our employer, and that's really all I can say about that. But as soon as my heavy involvement in that ended and it sort of switched over to oh, the lawyer's turn now, I, uh, I was already attending every rally, and I was already doing a bit of filming because I was making videos for the, the group. Um, right at that point, I, I met some of the other crew and this bloke sitting next to me, and that was it. It was, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And look, honestly, um, you know, the censorship from YouTube and all that sort of thing, I, I, I don't care. I mean, I'm not a YouTuber. Mm. I, I, I got into it purely for what you said. And I think, mate, it's the same as blokes like yourself. One of the things that I've really recognised is that, sure, there are a lot of people who just come along and attend the protests... But we need those people. But look at all of the people like you, Lee, and you, Andrew, who um, just found your calling and stood up and, and started taking it really seriously. It's like me, man. Um, I'm a miner. I was a. I mean, look, I've done a lot of different things, and I've, I've always been interested in cameras and stuff like that. So when this happened. All I could think was, you need to get a microphone and interview people. And that's mm. exactly what I did. And I'm not the sort of person who goes out and does stuff like that. Mm. But the, as I've said to friends of mine, the government activated me. Mm, yeah. So thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, Mark, well. for all the new friends that I have. <laughs> and the, the resistance um, that you established against yourself. Thank you for that, Mark. Yeah, I think another couple of important things is the election coming up and, uh, you know, we know what to do there. Vote the majors last, truthers and independents first. Yep. And get a great big bowl of popcorn for when Musk takes over Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's already happening. It's already but, happened, right? Yeah. yeah. No, apparently he's got six well, months before official, he can make his changes. Yeah. Oh. But um, I was actually, Michael from Cafe Locked Out uh, told me a funny story. He happened to have the the idea of looking at Twitter that day and apparently uh, all the feeds were just full of mandate, 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 ivermectin, ivermectin. ivermectin. <laughs> Brilliant. And I, 
And I, I cracked up when he told me, and I was, I was really disappointed that I missed that, actually, but mm. it would have been gold. Yeah, it's good to see the lefties implode. Yeah, it, yeah is. it is. They're going nuts everywhere. All right, gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We've been going for two hours and eight minutes now, and I think uh, this is our last stint, Scotty. So yeah. we'll get, we've got a couple of new people here ready to step in and um, have a chat with us, and we'll be right back. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, that didn't hurt a bit. everybody um we've got a couple of new people with us richie from max freedom richie um great to see you here mate we didn't think you were gonna make it no no we were just uh in the city we're in hyde park at a harmony day festival and there was a a jab truck down there 
Oh. But I was there for work as well, and uh, oh. so we just had to go down there, suss the place out, but... Uh, yeah, just had to get out there and do our thing. Well, they're, they're jabbing the kitties. Yeah, yeah they uh, were. So. Were you get and free was, face painting? Uh, yeah, but luckily the uh, the van was empty, so oh. that's good. No free face painting. No, no. And um, we'll go. We'll go any clockwise. We got Luke, the famous Luke from the Perth Rally Calendar. How you doing, Andy? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, Glad good. to have you with us. And uh, who have we got here next to you? One of the locals from the uh, 6030 Hotel here in Meriwa. Mate, how are you? What's your name? Oh, good day, mate. Uh, Blake, but everyone just calls me Beansy. Beansy. Yeah. How are you, brother? Oh, not too bad, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm glad to have you here, mate. Oh, cheers. Do you, do you know that all your other locals here in this pub are too scared to come on this show? Ah, Oh, I'm a little bit disappointed about that because that's what it's all about. We wanted to hear from everyone that was like, you know, local. Well, Beansy uh, was curious what was going on here, and he's actually got the beans to come up and have a. Have oh, a chat. he's got the beans. He's got the big beans. Yeah. Oh, I'll have a go, mate. Awesome, Beansy. Tell us all about yourself, because for us guys here, we all know each other already. Um, tell us all about yourself, mate. Well, what, give us a bit of background. What are you into? What do you do with yourself? Where do you stand on the jab? Oh, it's a bit bloody ridiculous. You've got to get a jab to earn a dollar, mate. Oh, yeah. sorry. A bit cl- yeah. yeah, yeah. Speak into the mic, mate. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry, mate. Uh, yeah. Oh, just... It, it's a bit stooge, really, mate. Like, a bit stooge, you yeah. have to bloody get a jab to earn a dollar. It's not right, mate. No. Like, what happened at Freedom of Choice and all that, really, you know? 100%, mate. Yeah. But, you know, what? what can you do about it? Get the jab or get the fist, and really, yeah, and they won't even give you a bloody Centrelink on it. How are you supposed to live? Um, for our listeners, I'll just apologise. I'm not 100 percent certain, but I've got a funny feeling that we didn't have the volume turned up for you people for a few minutes. <laughs> We've had a few drinks. Um, it's that time of the day. It's that time of the day. We've been going for nearly three hours. So uh, anyway, mate, interesting. Yep. Um, and uh, have you lost your job? Uh, I actually have gotten a job. You've through. got a job? Yep, yep. Oh, I've been working a good year and a half now. Yep. Uh, I finally got full time after bloody eight months, but is what it is. Right. And yeah. did you have to get the vax for it? I did, yeah. Right. Otherwise, I couldn't keep working. Yeah, yep. Totally understand that. Luke, what do you Jumping. do, Benzie? What do you do? Sorry, mate. What do you do? Oh, I make... Uh, Trusses, uh, wood, uh, bloody floors and walls. Just, mate, just speak oh, in sorry, the microphone. Mate. I'll, move, I'll move the chair. No, you come in, mate. Get in nice and tight. <laughs> you too, Luke. You too. So you're a chippy? Oh, no, nah, not qualified, but, yeah, I'm swinging hammers and shooting nail guns every day. Lovely. Making a living, that's good. Yeah, yeah. No, no choice, mate. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 we all know about that. It's so wrong, isn't it? It's uh, against the law. It's against the Newburgh Code. It's against morality. All these things that we, uh, as a it's country, against humanitarian exactly. law, yeah. federal law here in Australia as well. Luke, you've lost your job, mate. What were you doing? So I was a rigging leading hand at Kodiatry, which is a Rio Tinto uh, iron ore mine. Yep, um, a new one. So we we're building it from scratch, and I've been there 15 months before I got stood down. And um, I've got guys that were on my crew that are still there now. And um, as standard with construction, usually you first in, last out. Yep. So um, the fact there are still guys there means that I'm more than likely 
especially as the leading hand would have still been on the job. So stood down in November. What are we up to now? Same. So nearly May. Yeah. So fair amount of uh, coin lost. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you've got to stick to your guns. Mate, we're in a war here. Um, Richie, yeah. tell everyone about you. Your well, it's uh, Richie, Max Freedom. Started uh, in the Freedom Movement in, uh, in the beginning. May 2020, yes. when there was maybe 20 people at the first yes. rally. Yes, <laughs> we you know, We're all the uh, crazy diehard, uh, crazy uh, conspiracy theorists, nut jobs. Um, yeah. People who should just wake up. And yeah, get yeah. yeah. And funny that I've just uploaded because I'll give you a backstory. I did the channel for two years, and just recently had it deleted uh, due to. Misinformation, apparently. <laughs> Boo. Uh, Boo, yeah. YouTube, you suck. They're just looking for something, and they got something. But uh, And I was meaning to go through. It wasn't even what a video I made. It was one of the original ones in the beginning that was just a re-upload. And they just found something in there. I was meaning to go back and get rid of it, but they just oh, beat so me to was it, punch. I thought it was... Okay, I was confused about it. So it was a recent video. It was just old footage. Oh, yes, yes. Right. So, I better not go and post any more yeah, old they're, uh, They were watching. I was already on the second strike, and you know they just found something they didn't like, and that's it, gone. And Max I, Freedom Max on Freedom, Rumble. Max so, Freedom on, on Rumble. But luckily... And the Bellman Report. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Luckily, uh, you know, a few weeks before, I copied everything to Rumble, because there's this awesome feature on Rumble where you can just it'll do a carbon copy of your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. So all's not lost. Uh, so everything and people can go there if they want to see all the old videos. So it's Max Freedom search channel when you're on Rumble. All the videos are there from the beginning. But hopefully, uh, it's only suspension. So I'll try again. Maybe they'll uh, yeah, bring mate, the channel back. We'll both cross the fingers, again. you know. So well, um, as you know, Richie, uh, I'm on my second strike yeah. as well. Um, my channel's only 10 weeks old, and I'll guarantee it should be deleted within about, uh, I think, about eight days before this one's up. Yeah. Nine, do you have to wait? Do they wait their whole 90 days before the strike period yeah. is over before you get another one, or you can get a double strike in that time? You can get one in that time. Yeah, right? I guarantee so you, I'll get it. you just got to be make sure everything's squeaky clean, otherwise they might get something, you know, and it's like, you're gone, you're gone, you know. I can't do that. <laughs> There's no way it's going to be squeaky clean. Yeah. Um, but um, we don't have the viewership that we have on Rumble like we do with YouTube. No, well, it's, it is uh, hard. I mean, I have created a Facebook one now, Facebook page, because there's still a lot of people like our friends at Cafe Locked Out uh, and a few other Freedom channels that are showing a lot of information that I get banned for, but they're allowed to show it. So I'm going to try and experiment with Facebook now, put yeah. the stuff there and see how it goes. Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, Facebook a bit more lenient. Well, we're in a war here. We've just got to keep on trying all avenues. Yeah, exactly. So we're talking about censorship. Mm. What do yeah. you reckon about Elon Musk buying Twitter? Uh, it's, I'm not uh, convinced he's the saviour. So like some would perhaps, <laughs> perhaps oh, would espouse to the saviour of uh, sensibilities and free speech as such. It is uh, on the surface... Uh, a, a good thing to have the, the, the platform but on the other yeah. side he's been doing deals with the WEF he's pushing a lot of uh, Klaus Schwab narrative as well and trans, transhumanism and he's getting all these companies in a row ready for the, the new Neuralink you know yeah, yeah. you up with the chip and the AI so oh, and he's got his satellite of, network there so he's got yeah, full so connectivity I mean it looks good but on the other hand he's, he's got all these other things in the background ready for the bait and switch mm. perhaps yeah, yeah. Full, full slag so, you reckon uh, yeah. full slag you reckon well yeah I mean it's uh, uh, well controlled opposition perhaps mm. possibly you know. 
Beansy, what do you think about all this, mate? Are you up to speed on all this jazz? You, what do you oh, think he's trying to Musk? buy that bloody Twitter, isn't he? He is. Well, he's bought it. It's his now. He's done it, mate. All I've really heard is... 44 uh, billion. 44 billion. What's it? He was trying to get rid of the bots or whatever. He's um yeah. he, he wants to make it a, a, a an open source platform, which means that anyone can go and have a look at the code to see whether it's fair or not. So you right. get straight away those those very nerdy people in the community can go and examine it, put their reports out, and go, "Yep, this is fair," or she's a little bit skew if on this side or that right. side, whatever. But the point is, that the community can, community can investigate for themselves. Uh, but he also claims to be an advocate of free speech, which is a very, very important thing because I'm sure you've heard of the book burning that the Nazis did. Yeah, I've heard of that one, mate. Yeah, and that sort of stuff, mate, that's a dangerous position to get into because if um, if you can't have open discourse or discussions with, you know, fors and against and, and, and have the old... Um, the old uh, what was the, the the battle of free ideas? ideas. Right. Yeah, uh, that then I mean we can't move forward. We go into enslavement. It's interesting yeah, you, 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 we bring up Elon, you know, because that's like perhaps a win. But also Biden announced this week he's uh, installing a, a minister for misinformation and truth. Yeah, Straight out of George Orwell's uh, whatever chapter in the book. Well, what about uh, <laughs> the New South Wales government have just passed no um, anti-protest That's legislation. Right. Yes, yes. That's up to be passed now. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Anti-protest legislation. I thought we have legislation which allows us those to protest. Dirty, so what happens if they do have a protest? Well, the toppers no, just come out with the back it's like. No, it's cr- it'll be a crime, so you can get charged straight away. Yeah, mate. That's a little bit ridiculous. This is a bit scary, isn't it, Beansy? Oh, I thought it was a bit of a free country here. You can say we what thought, you bloody think. But we anyway. all thought that, mate. Yeah. We all thought that. But, uh, mate, um, for a bloke like you, have you ever heard of informed consent? Do you know what that is? Ah. So it's a, it's Not a, off the top of my head, mate, no. Okay, so it's a humanitarian law. It's actually yeah. written into our, our health legislation. Right. That, um, uh, have you ever had an operation before? Have you ever been at a doctor? Luckily, no. no I've not. Okay. He's well, broken bones, though, for sure. He, uh, yeah, that, that's yeah, what yeah I've done that. He's, he's broken <laughs> bones. Well, what, what happens when that happens? When you go through something like that, the doctor tells you about, well, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to put a plate in your leg, for oh, example. Right. And um, these are all the possibilities of what could go wrong. This is what it'll do for you, but, you know, this could happen or that could happen, and we're going to use these drugs that could have a nasty side effect, whatever. Right. And you can sit there, no matter who you are, whether you're a buddy rocket scientist or a a baker, and you can ask that doctor anything you like, and if you don't feel as though he's answered your question satisfactorily then you can't give your informed consent to the operation. And oh, the right. nurses, so you can refuse it. And the nurses will repeat it and check it and repeat it and check, and it, check it numerous That's times before an operation or a procedure. That's right. So, Beansy, if you feel like there's too much of a risk for you, right. you can say, look, I don't want to go ahead with this, and you can seek alternative Well, I have treatments. done that to be... To be honest, yeah. yeah I have done That's once before. Well, mate, here's something for you. So we've got this um, so-called pandemic. Yep. 
that very, very, very few people in Australia have actually died for from. Is it point zero zero nine eight or something? Very low. Something like that. Very low. Extremely, excessively low. And in fact, mate, in the total, if you look at all the people who died in one year in Australia, the COVID death deaths from COVID rank thirty eighth on the list. It's so low, it's not funny. And it actually uh, it works out to be, what is it, 2,600 2, something and the average age of that was 86 for a female and 81 for a man. Yeah. Right. So very different to what we were told by, told by the mainstream media. If right. you're yeah. under 12, you're more likely to drown. That's right. But not only that, um, you were, we were all put into a position where... Our informed consent was stripped away from us. You'd, informed consent's no longer a right; it became an obligation. True enough. Now, this is where this where this really upset me was is that um, there's no testing. There's very very ineffective short term testing, and in Pfizer's case, they had to throw out a shitload of the data because they fucked it up. Don't and tell me that, mate. They tell me that twice. And, and, and <laughs> not only that, they develop the thing in six months. Normally for something like this, it goes between eight to 12 years of testing, long-term testing, before it's released. But, whoa, we've got a pandemic, so we have to have an emergency declaration. And they passed the animal testing too. They skipped that. It, it didn't. Well, really? Yeah. The, and and the, the testing that was done on animals was so disastrous. That's right. But... Oh, yeah. um, they suddenly made it, um, hey, we're in an emergency, you have to take this. State of emergency just trumps everything. Your rights don't matter, there's a state of emergency. And how long were they uh, holding on to the results for? Mate, um, they, well... 75 years. They wanted to they, hold They wanted to hold on to the results for the testing they have done for 75 years. Luckily, a group in America have um, sued Pfizer under freedom of, of the Freedom of Information Act, and now those documents are being dropped on the first of every month. And indeed, the last lot of documents on the first of April um, sh- ha- have pages in there that uh, the where the Pfizer scientists openly admit they have absolutely no idea how the human reproductive system would be affected. And yet here in Australia, Safe and expecting, e- expecting mothers were flat out fucking demonised by the mainstream media for having concerns about how that would affect their baby. Now, you, don't, you haven't heard about any of this. And, and why do you, why, Beansy, have you had any thoughts as to why you're sitting here in this, as to why you've never heard about this stuff? Oh, to be honest, mate, I sort of stick to myself, but yeah. Do you watch the news at night at all? Not a hell of a lot, to be honest with you, mate. Radio. Anything? Social media? Triple J. Oh, just what you see on Facebook and that and here yeah. on the radio, yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. about Ukraine and that and... Yeah. With the bloody counts well, bloody... the latest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ukraine bad. <laughs> Oh, no, no, sorry, Ukraine, Ukraine good, good, Russia yeah, bad. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's another yeah, boogeyman yeah. now. There's no uh, COVID there's boogeyman. Putin's there's the generally boogeyman. two sides to every story in there. Like. There is, mate, there is. Um, uh, well, I'll give you a little hint as to why you probably haven't heard too much of it. Did Rock? you know that Mark McGowan gave the mainstream media $41 million in tax exemptions? I believe that was the federal government. Hey. ScoMo. Uh, but that was just the money spent in Western Australia, oh, was wasn't it? it? I believe so. Oh, wow. 
That's a bit ridiculous. Give me a tax break. I need it. <laughs> we, <laughs> we all do. All do. Exactly. Did you know? Did you know that? Um, fuck, I've, I've lost the train of thought. What's the bike who? Who's the bike that owns Channel Seven? Kerry Stokes. Kerry Stokes. So, do you remember the? Uh, what was the the incentive program to to keep employers, employees, job keeper, job no, keeper? That's right. mm. Did you know that Kerry Stokes here in Western Australia got given $25 million in JobKeeper and didn't pass one cent on to his employees? Wow. I did not know that. Holy. Oh, I can I tell you that for a fact. I bet he's not the only one. I've talk- well, I bet you he's not. Mm. I've talked to the Channel 7 employees off the printing floor. I don't know if you saw my video no, about that. No. Yes, and um, I interviewed uh, their, the, um, their union representatives for the uh, Electrical Trades Union mm. and the CFMEU, and um, mm. they were pretty unhappy campers. Yeah, I know, but in this case... Um, the point is... is I'm, I've been a CFMEU member for 10 years. Have you? Yeah. No good? Well, Stop paying the, for the I'm, fees. I'm about 60 grand out of pocket since November. Yet you and had no I've representation. Informed that I informed the union. Yeah. I spoke to a senior union rep and our industrial re- relations lawyer. Yep. Gave them documents from, um, from the uh, AFL, from the lawyers, explaining... Explaining everything about the legal side of this. They just don't. And want to they just they weren't interested. I still get emails from the CFMEU talking about how we oppose the mandates. However, and then they go on to explain why everyone needs to go and get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I've been paying my dues for ten years. And um, what have you got for it? Yeah. When well, you needed it help the well, most. Well, look, I'm a unionist through and through. Like I agree. I agree in the principles of mm. yeah union. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, the C- as far as I can see, the unions have uh, either been paid or just don't care. Mate, I've got to tell you, in me, in my life, in my younger life up to now, I was never a union person. But I tell you what, I see your point now. I really do, and I have done for a, a, a quite a while. Well, without the union, you're on your own against your employer. Yeah. Right? That's the idea. That's... The idea That's it. Behind it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What about you, Beans? Are you in the union at all, mate? Ah, uh, no, mate. I'm not. No. No. So, anyway, well, let's move on from all this stuff. Right. Tell us a little about a bit about uh, the sixty thirty. How do you feel about the menu that Ian's just released? <laughs> it's quite a blood good laugh, mate. Yeah. It's a good laugh. Isn't yeah. It? Mate, I had the sleeping with my, mit- my mistress um, yeah, how was meal. It? it was fucking fantastic, actually. The food's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. They do a good food. Uh, oh, good they do food. a bloody amazing feed. I'm just waiting for the kitchen open to order a bar- bloody palmy, mate. Oh, right, eh? Yeah. Right, eh? Well, What's it called today? What's the palmy called today? Oh, the palmy. Hang on, I'll see if I'll find it. It's, it's on. We've got the menu right here. It's the the crispy pericarditis. No, that's a burger. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a chicken burger. I don't think there's a palmy on there. I didn't see one. I think there is. Oh, there's uh, definitely a palmy on the bloody menu I anyway. To I don't be. Know it is here. Hang on, I'll keep looking. Pass it. Oh, Luke's pretty oh, keen to have a look. Pass it. Luke's all, all over this menu. He studied it through and through. Well, you got an Adolf Marx schnitzel. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close yeah. to a palmy. Yes. Uh, Nah, the palmy, the palmy's not on here. Oh, really? Oh, oh. I thought there was one. I'm no. sure I saw one. Anyway, Richie, what yeah, are you going to have? You Have you eaten already today? No, I haven't. I might try something. I might try. Let's have a look. 
Mate, the one at the top there is pretty good. Oh, the cheating with the minister. Yeah, cheating with the minister. That's right. <laughs> How funny is that, huh? Cheating with the minister. Have you guys, uh, did you guys read the article that went up on the Perth Now website last night about no, this? No, what was that? You can't say I did, mate. No, I'll read a little bit to you. It's quite funny. Um, a, Perth, a Perth pub has taken aim at the state government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic with a distasteful food menu. Good effort. <laughs> good effort. <laughs> Um, the 6030 restaurant at Meriwa Tavern on Friday released the myocarditis McGowan mandate free Friday menu um, to coincide with Australia's Freedom Day. The majority of restrictions, including the outdoor mask mandate, um, in all but high-risk settings, gatherings, limits, close contact isolation rules and proof of vaccination were scrapped on Friday, much to the relief of the state's hospitality industry. And in response to that, Ian from 6030 came out with his very own menu to celebrate the day. And again, we have the cheating with the minister, pork ribs and chips, the where is the science, full pork ribs and chips, Mao McGowan's uh, wish wings, and I could go on, but um, I think everyone's got the Certainly sense of it is, and it's all very, very tasty. Nothing wrong with Ian's imagination, is there? <laughs> no. And, of course, we've had uh, Ian on for a pretty good session at the beginning of this, so um, the audience has already heard how he feels about everything. He's very, a very, very well-informed and influential figure. He is. I did hear an audio of him uh, a couple of months ago. He was on a particular radio station talking about... He's very clued up on all the COVID information and a lot of what we try and present with our videos and such. So it's great to have a business owner who's willing to... He was willing to put his neck on the line and uh, yeah, you know, for, for what's right. And he's also released on this podcast uh, that he's um, considering running for oh, really? politics next yeah. year. So oh. that's going to be really interesting. I hope so he does. Twenty twenty five state and federal election. That's right. The real local. That's good. That's right. That's right. Beansy, anything you wanted to talk about, mate? We're just doing all the talking. Did you want to say anything? Something you want to bring up? What do you want to get off your chest, mate? Ah. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm pretty easy, mate. I'm just oh, yeah. here for the good times. <laughs> Is this enjoying the beers? Yeah, mate. Yeah, same. Yeah, no, you're all right, mate. Uh, your man here just said you uh, might want a couple words, so why not? Absolutely, absolutely. What's going on in your life, Beansy? What's going on uh, last couple of weeks? Work, sleep, eat, repeat. Oh. Yeah, you got a missus? No, nah, mate, single, mate. You're a free man. Yeah. <laughs> Put it out there. Any ladies yeah. watching? Beansy. <laughs> Mirror or local? Oi, no, I don't advertise. Know him, mate. I keep that going. He's got the mullet going. He's got the tats going. Come down. Oh Actually, yeah, I package. don't. I don't hey, have tats. He's got, the, he's got the porn mo though. He's got the porn star mo. I, I might yeah. get a porn star to go going with going it as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Richie, yeah. any last words from you, mate? No, well, let's just keep on fighting the good fight. Let's what we do what we can to you know share this information, get it out there to the ears. That's what matters. And especially coming up with the election soon, yes. you know, uh, spreading awareness about what people should do uh, with their voting. We're not telling them who to vote for, just make sure that they've got all the information at their fingertips as such to make an uh, informed choice. Informed, informed consent. Yes, um, exactly. and, and on that point, please, everyone, do your research into mm. who you're voting for. It's the least you could do if we're <laughs> in trouble. These um, dodgy, dodgy people out there that are seeking power are not the kinds of people we need leading us. Luke, what do you say to that? Can I uh, plug an event next week? Please, mate. 
So uh, on, we found out this week that the uh, magistrate's court in on Hay Street is still not allowing people into the court. Yep. If you're char- if you if you're charged or if you're listed to appear, you can appear. But we're still in a situation where anyone else. So if your kid, if your 19 year old boy's got himself in trouble, yep, you can't go. Yep. If your fellow or your missus is in trouble, you can't go and support. And that doesn't. That's not back status. That's not masks. It's just you can't get in. They've decided. Yeah. Have they but, given a reason why? Uh, okay, it's going to that. Mm. Um, the chief magistrate put a notice up saying that due to the public health directions, court and tribunal workers, mm-hmm. um, we're not accepting members of the public inside the court. Read, read that document. Mm. Um, it doesn't include members of the public at all. It's judges, right. lawyers security admin staff inside the court that's crazy but that's yeah. their justification now I made I kicked up a bit of a stink it was actually Ian Strover that I was going in that he he had a day in court and yeah. I was trying to go in there to give him some support couldn't get in wow. um, kicked up a bit of a fuss and said well look your notice is referencing a document that's got nothing to do with me I, I don't work here but I want to come in and this is supposed to be an open gallery yep anyway they tried to throw me out said, no, look, I'm not causing a fuss, I'm not going to force my way in, but I'll speak to your manager. Anyway, I ended up speaking to the operations manager for the magistrate's court, I won't mention her name here, mm-hmm. said the same thing to her, and uh, she said she was going to give me a call back, I didn't get a call back, and I went there again for somebody else who was in court, spoke to her again, and she produced section 27 of the Magistrates Court Act 2004. Now, in that, in that paragraph, it says that the Chief Magistrate is able to make written notices about the effective and efficient running of the Magistrate's Court. Now, my question, okay, we're under mandate at that point. Is it effective and efficient to lock the entire Magistrate's Court building from the public? Question about that. But my only recourse then was to send an email. Yeah. I wasn't going to get anywhere with that. Yeah, it's illegal for them to be blocking us. The point is... The mandates are over now. They still won't let us in. They still won't let us in. It's because your words are worthless, Mr. Wordsworth. Mm. Your words don't matter. So on Monday, uh, we're going to turn up at the Magistrates Court after after the Umbrella Group at 10 o'clock. Anyone listening who wants to come down and thinks that it's important that we're able to witness justice being done Mm. in Perth, um, come down and... um, you know, make your present f- presence felt. Luke, just give us the date and time on that one again, mate. So that's Monday at 10 o'clock. This Monday coming. This Monday coming. Right. So that will be the second. Monday Correct. The second. Yep. Correct. Lovely. Um, Richie, any last words, mate? Oh, last words. Let's all stand in freedom, stand in truth, stand in our power, and continue the fight forward. That's, that's what I'm doing. I hope you guys join me on that battle. And everyone out there is listening as well. Let's give these tyrants hell, mate. Um, all right. Um, Beansy, would you like to say any last words, mate? Oh, You're the honoured guest. Thanks here. for having me, mate. Oh, hopefully you. I've helped the cause here. And you have, mate. You have. Yeah. Thank you for Your speaking man fucking us. speaks a good fucking yeah. yarn there, mate. He's he gets buddy. your key. Also, people <laughs> check out Max Freedom as well on Rumble. And of course, <laughs> the you don't need to know anything about. To plug my own channel. Uh, and of course, if you need to know anything about the Perth Rally scene, go to the Perth Rally calendar That's on right. Thanks, Telegram, mate. the big Telegram. And naturally speaking, if you want true value, 
<laughs> Sorry, Richie. Come to the Bellman Report on YouTube and Rumble. Um, you can see all kinds of weird and wonderful things there. Subscribe to them all. Subscribe, yes. like, share. Independent media is, is, is what we need and uh, must support that. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you right. to Ian. Thank you to the 6030 Tavern. This has been a live broadcast for nearly three hours. We've done pretty well. It's the longest well one done. I've done. Beers. Beers time. Beers. Beer time. Yeah, Maybe I'm out of refill, lads. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Cheers, See fellas. you later. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Peace. Bye-bye. Oh.